Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and bro. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Oh, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. What's up? <laughs> and Simon. What's up? Because it's Bless. back. It's back. It's back. I mean, it was back, and now it's gone again. No, but it's Kamar just saw an ad, a COVID ad, with with what's up in it. Yeah. No fucking way. It's back, baby. Oh yeah, it's back, big baby. All right. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. Uh, we're gonna rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five. Jamie Vernon's, and then we're gonna talk about each episode, each guest, the talking points, this, that, and the next. <clears throat> Kamar, how was your quarantine week? Oh, well, uh, I actually just finished a bowl of cereal, and um, <laughs> this this week I learned, <laughs> I learned that you can screenshot video, and that's pretty uh, breakthrough with the iPhone. Who gives a shit? I did. Go ahead. Turn them up if you want. It's not. It's just a board, Simon. You're not going to break anything. That's for us, right? Not for... That's for everything. Oh, that's for everything. If you want to turn your headphone volume up, it's the top knob. Uh, that's good, Kamar. So did that change your life, learning how to... Uh... Well, just if you get a video that you want to send, instead of having to figure out how to like uh, forward it or whatever, you can just screenshot it and send it as a video. I thought that was cool. Uh, life's, life's little things right now, you know? Are you talking about recording your screen? or I don't know. I, I don't even yeah. know if I want to get down. To... So just that's re- what exactly what I'm talking I about. I got you. Okay, yeah. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was okay. I, I think I can legitimately be like upbeat Simon or the world is coming to an end, Simon. It's pretty. Who's upbeat Simon? I don't think I've met him. That's the guy you're looking at right now. Buddy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So upbeat Simon is like normal beat everyone else. Uh, Sure. Yeah. That sounds just about right. There we go. That's better. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, at any point, if you want to. Just be depressed. You let me know, and I will uh, accommodate. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Uh, for listeners, Chico is not in studio. In fact, Chico has not graced the new studio yet. He will be here. He just uh, he's skittish. So until we're fully set up, it's just Simon and I in here. Wow. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. Well, you know, this is going on YouTube, so. It's probably best that people know. I guess it would be apparent that there was no dog here. This is where Wednesday it's not on YouTube yet, and I get a fucking email from 50 people like, hey, asshole, I heard you say it's going on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you should never promise anything. How's your week, Matt? Uh, uh, shit, to be honest. Nice. Just, excuse me, just had one of those weeks, you know? I think quarantine or not, it just would have been a bad week. Wasn't feeling great. Wasn't flying high. 
Wasn't my normal self, you know? Have some cereal. Tomorrow, all I ate this fucking week. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. Well, do we want to rate the week? Or do we want to run through the guests first, Kamar? Every time, sorry, every time you're depressed, Kamar's answer is just a little bit of sugar cereal. That'll yeah. take care of everything. Just get a little fatter, Floyd. Just throw a one couple step, of Fruit Loops in one there. One step closer to death. Did you know that Fruit Loops are all the same flavor, just I, different colors? I just found that out. My wife was telling me, but, but, Kamar, I contend that I can taste the different flavors. Oh, well, this will be a test we can do because there's no fucking wine. Wine taste test. I know you can. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, we'll find we out. Run down the week. It was an eclectic week this week. We had uh, 1465 ear to the ground reporter Tim Pool. Uh, 1466 Joe's favorite girl Jesse May Peluso. Then we had a really interesting author Navy Seal Jack Carr, and we finished off with Captain Obvious 1468 Alonzo Bowden. You thought that guy was really interesting. I, I'm glad this is going on YouTube so everybody can see my face because, yeah. like, I that episode was so boring. Interesting. I'm 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 dead serious. There needs to be one other subset aside from MMA, and it needs to be Hunter military. And and I don't want to speak ill of the military. I don't I don't want yeah. to either. I just like I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it, obviously. Uh, should we rate the week, then? Yeah, let's do that, Matthew. Start with you, Kamar, since you thought there were some interesting guests. Dr. Discman. I thought there were some interesting guests, and I thought there were some guests that were bleh, so I give the week a three. A three, okay. Simon? Um, why don't you go, Matt? I got to think about I got to figure this out in my head. All right. Well, if you listen to the throwback this week, um, I said nothing was getting a high rating, but I've since changed my tune a bit. I guess I'll give the week a three and a half, a three, a three and a half, a three. It's a three. I can't go three and a half. That's fucking obscene. That's just me being wildly generous. A lot of dead air, side. Three, um, yeah. I think I have to do a three and a half as well. I think that uh, no, no, not as well. You're the only one. <coughs> oh, I'm the only one. Yeah, we both went three. Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. Fuck. Uh, no, you're right. I think it's a three. I think you're right. You look like a deer in headlights. All right, Simon goes three as well. So we have an agreement. That's what you needed there. Boom. Yeah, button. the agreement button. Yeah, that'll do. We didn't see. We didn't hear him all the same. Kind of retarded. That's weird. <laughs> that'll do. Sorry, Kamar. What did you say? I cut you off with Alex Jones. Uh, we didn't agree with uh, the interesting guests, but we all rated the same. It should be interesting. It should be interesting. Yeah. Well, there's one person who's going to get a decent rating that you never would have expected from me. So we all know who that is already. <clears throat> do we want to get into it then? Did we miss anything? Is there anything to touch on? I think that's it. I think we're clear for takeoff, as they would say in the... Uh... You got your cans on, Simon? Is that what they say in the industry? We're clear for takeoff? In, Simon's got his cans in on? In the Nassau. Fired up, boys. All right. Simon? So, uh, 1465 Timothy Poole. Now, this was the clear, clear winner of the week. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Somebody had a lot of time to prepare. Yeah, I was telling Kamar, because I listened to Tim Pool, like his actual yeah. podcast, and um, 
and he was talking about he didn't say where he was going but he said he was getting in his apocalypse van because he built this news van thing that they talked mm-hmm. about yeah and he was driving to la to uh, but i Big never i never you put, didn't put it together i didn't put two and two together no oh my god simon we have a fucking podcast called the joe rogan experience experience and tim pool says he's going to la and you couldn't piece that together it's not called the sherlock holmes uh fucking experience experience thank god because you'd have no <laughs> listeners they'd be like this guy can't figure out shit <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyways, so there, that was a, a nice little surprise, but that's where he was headed. I find it so interesting that he drove only cause like we established that like the real fanboys are making it there come hell or high water. Like the Lex Friedman's Lex, like I'll take a plane. <laughs> I think, um, it was, it served like multiple purposes for him. A, he probably doesn't want to get on a plane. Secondly, um, this lets him show off his apocalypse van that he never thought he'd get to use. <laughs> so it makes him look like a psychic, you know? I mean, listen, I would, uh, we said if Joe called us, we'd drive down there. So yeah. no, no fucking I mean, difference. I'm, I'm definitely driving down. But yeah, I, you're, but you're driving I would, regardless. I would meet you guys there if. Uh, no, I would drive with you. It also gave him three days to prepare and get his uh, eyes dotted and his T's crossed. Yeah, I agree with that, Kamar, except for that because I listened to Tim Pool, I know that the things they talked about were things that he talks about all the time. That's why he was seamless, you know? Cause it was already loaded. It, it, it was just he... Listen, he's talking about mainstream news and uh, different articles. There's a lot of repeat on his show. He's terrible at math. <clears throat> Is he? Why? Because he was saying, he was like, I put in double shifts five days a week, and then on the weekends I do uh, an hour and a half. And Joe was like, well, come on, man. Three and a half hours in an hour and a half, that's not even a regular work week. And he was like, it's eight hours of research per one hour. Of, and then I was like, okay, so if you do three and a half hours, that's one day plus of research, Tim. Do your fucking math. I don't think <laughs> you've worked this out properly. I don't think he was. Uh, I I I got what he was driving at. It was that. Yeah, it was, it was a humble brag. I, I got it too. Yeah, humble work. brag too. I get it. <clears throat> well, Listen, he's definitely starting to toot his own horn. Yeah, you know what's weird is he is. I agree, but I actually this was the most enjoyable Tim Pool episode to me thus far. And and you can thank aliens for that. No, I cannot thank aliens for that because that's when this uh, <clears throat> disagree. Episode... The first no no the first hour of this was the meat. And bones. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to try to hijack this into some fucking Anunnaki garbage. Uh, I don't have to hijack this. This episode speaks for itself. Anywho, we'll get there. This it's is where good. Simon stands up on the plane with a gun and tells everyone, all right, guys, three hours left of this flight. You're about to listen to some fucking alien bullshit. Um, everybody is very pleased about it, Matthew. I'm sure. <laughs> everyone, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, so... Um, what what do you think about so he was talking about that town being shut down in um was it Vegas? No. Well, somewhere somewhere on his way through Missouri. Vegas is a city, so Missouri maybe. Um sorry, I meant Nevada. Um but they just closed the whole town down. There was like signs of the thing that said don't come in. I mean, I don't know how you close a town down. Well, I guess you post <clears throat> police officers at all the entry points and you don't the road in and out. In. Yeah. Well, that's just the most un-American shit I've ever heard well, I mean, of. that's pretty much what's going on in with Quebec. us and our neighbors, yeah. Yeah, but yes and no, they did that for, what, two days? No, as like a show? they're still doing it. They're really? still doing it, yeah. If, the, if you're going over any major bridge, 
Into Quebec, really? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. What uh, I thought that was just like for one. What week our friend and I it was, was telling show. us is that if you go to like a mines or maps or whatever that one is, not, not mines. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Shit. What's it called? Anyways, but you know, it tells you where the cops are. Yeah. Ways. Ways is it? Is. Yes. Uh, that it'll show you which bridges are not super congested, and mm-hmm. then that'll tell you where there's not a blockade. Or gotcha. Whatever. Yeah. But like. Again, it's not a big deal now for me, but come summertime when I want to get up to my cottage. Well, they're opening the marinas this week or next week. It's in fucking Gestapo land. Yeah, so you want me to boat there? Is that your plan? No, what I'm <laughs> saying is like our my cottage is on the Ontario yeah, side. Yeah, you're fine. And we were talking about the fact that, because I called my stepdad the other day and I said, when are we going to open the cottage? Seeing as if we're locked down, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably go up there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I can't get the boat in the water and we can't get... If we can't get the boat in the water, we can't get up there. So yeah. the marina's opening is They're imperative. opening, uh, they're doing pre-openings on golf courses and yacht clubs. So. Yeah. Which both those things make sense. I mean, you got to get out there and at least outside. There can't be an issue with. Yeah, I just, my thing with golf courses is it's such an elitist thing. Like there aren't, you know, it's mostly well-to-do people I, that golf. So. I know, but it's still a business that needs to make money. You know what I mean? That, I get it. That employs people and blah, blah, sure. blah. I mean, you could argue there's a million other things that people could stay separate at and should be open or could be open, whatever. Again, I think because this one is outside, like they probably won't have clubhouses open and things like that. I guess you're right. Or no, they might. They might just separate the tables. I mean, maybe. You just have one long giant table with two seats at each one. There's like My daughter is a hairdresser and they had a big meeting to talk about that would be like in Mm -hmm. the new world and just judging by the amount of precautions that need to be taken now directly from um, Health Canada is pretty staggering. So I just, I I don't know, whatever. Boring. This is boring, man. What's interesting to me, uh, just sidebar, is a friend of mine just posted that he got booked for May 14th at the comic strip in Edmonton. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it goes back to like, what's that going to look like, Kamar? It's obviously not. I, I, oh, I have no idea. I mean, he was unsure, but the fact that they're doing that, I think, is insane. Well, but did I think they it's wishful? Did they tell him what he was going to be paid, and is it the same as if there was a full house? He didn't share the, those details. Uh, he just shared that he's booked. It will be limited capacity, uh, barring it not being allowed. Hmm. So I don't know what they're doing in Alberta differently or how they're looking at it and it might not happen but uh, it's a lot sooner than i ever thought anything like that would be happening Mm -hmm. it's such a weird choice to make like i wouldn't fly to fucking edmonton for a small gig right now unless i was so hurting for money that like i oh i thought kamar meant like he was in edmonton yeah, he lives in Edmonton. Okay, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I thought you meant like an Ottawa. Nobody's comic. flying from Ottawa to Edmonton well, that's, for. Uh... I mean, that's why I was like, "What the fuck?" But I think they have a Shane Gillis booked for next month. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Do you? Um... Well, Kamar, let me ask you. Sort of cut you Go. off. If um, if Absolute opened next weekend, would you take a spot? Obviously, of course he would. I would. I would try a six minute spot, but I wouldn't want to do a twenty minute spot or something like that. Well, I mean, if you do it, even a six-minute spot, it just 
means you're not getting back in this yeah, studio he, for he's <laughs> not he's not talking about COVID. He's talking about like performance. I get it. Yeah, I understand yeah. what he's talking about. I just meant I But was, I'm just saying dust off the cobwebs or something, but Yeah, I think it, Matt was implying like would you go in and be around the people? Yeah, I wasn't implying your comedy would have <laughs> slipped or something like that. I just meant like would you chance go let's say let's say absolute tomorrow was like we're gonna open and we're gonna fill it to capacity. No no buffer, no like would you But you already know the answer to that. Well, I also will say uh, this. As the comedian, you at least are, you can maintain a six foot, right? Yeah, you could. I, I would say uh, it, would, it would be dependent on if it was a deal breaker with uh, me getting back in the studio. I think the six. Oh, you hear that? I'd bring my own mic, well, too. That's interesting, Kamar. Well, Kamar, um, do you think you'll, everyone will have their own mic now? I don't know. I think maybe the MC might wipe the mic down with alcohol swipe or something. Hmm. Six feet at a. Um, even a shopping or a grocery store where they have um, 80 foot ceilings, you know what I mean? And a comedy where like you are in tight in there. It's a small I get room. It. I get it. It's like being on a plane. That's so that's all I'm saying. But even then I, they I don't could make everyone have masks. Safe. Yes, you can make, they're going to have to check everybody at the door for temperatures. That's health Canada regulation. Like there's all sorts of things that they're going to do to mitigate any chance of, um, Respread seems seems awfully ridiculous. So back to Tim Pool. Um, I can't I can't think of the right word, but Matt. Yeah. Uh, did um, his uh, highlighting about uh, how fair uh, the treatment of Trump is give you any sort of maybe Trump's not that bad as the media painting him way worse than he is? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. The media sucks. The, the, those two aren't mutually exclusive. The media sucks and how they paint him. Listen, it's not hard. I'll put it to you this way. They tried to paint Obama in the same light for the most part, and it just was very difficult because the guy wasn't Trump. So who tried to paint Obama in the same light? The media? The, the media sucked Obama's dick. Well, which side of the media, Simon? Not There's two fuck. sides of the okay, media, so... Sure. My point is just like, Kamar, let's, let's, I think let's, if we did an experiment where we took side by side something Obama said and Fox's response, and then we took side by side something Trump said and CNN's response, I think you'd have to admit, I mean, you wouldn't have to, but you would probably admit that CNN's response to whatever Trump said was closer to the truth than whatever Fox's spin on Obama's shit was. I, I don't have to admit anything. Well, I, I knew, I knew I that honestly, was coming. I don't I even know if think, I'd admit that, Matthew. I honestly think CNN's uh, is more egregious. Um, I feel like Fox just argued that uh, Obama was trying to take away your freedoms and stuff, whereas um, this the left-wing CNN, MSBC, they all take stuff Trump says and spin it in the most ridiculous ways possible. Listen, Tim... Tim Pool highlights and he doesn't like Trump. Tim Pool absolutely thinks CNN is the most egregious. Like Listen, I, CNN I've, fucking sucks. I've heard him okay? state it openly. You I know? don't give a shit. CNN's garbage. I'm not sitting here defending CNN. I'm just saying for you to sit there and be like, well, CNN makes stuff up about Trump, so he's probably not that bad a guy is crazy to me. Yep, Donald, Trump, Donald Trump is a piece of shit. 
I think Magic Cloak is a bigger piece of shit. That's totally true. Again, Kamar, see, this is my problem, is the two aren't mutually exclusive. Nancy Pelosi can also be a piece of shit. It doesn't but take she, a... But CNN doesn't cover as a piece of shit. But to Who that, gives a fuck? <laughs> what, like, see, this is the weird world we live in where, like, where... where you're like, well, Trump can't be that bad because Nancy Pelosi's bad and they don't talk about her. That's the narrative they spin. She's on their side, so they're not going to talk shit about her. The same way I could sit there and, like, again, Fox does the same thing. All the networks do that. Even Tim Pool have ended this episode by saying to you, listen, I am a bit biased. I lean one way a bit. Everyone leans one way a bit. The Kyle Kalinskis. Um, I spoke about exactly that point about Tim Pool last week. Sure. So... I, and I agree, and I'm glad he said it because it's, you know, listen, the news always had this whole, like, we are neutral, we are non-biased, and I don't know that that's ever been the case. I don't think you can write history or paint a story without putting your own feelings into it in some way, shape, or form. Well, I'll say when Obama was president, I thought um, CNN was less biased and Fox is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like Fox is cl- the closest to anything, and CNN is just out to lunch. I, so I don't know how that shift happened. Well, you're going to see um, if if the left media will go to any lengths to protect Biden. That will really tell you, like, if meaning. Um, he's being accused of a lot of things right now. When somebody on the uh, Republicans was accused of those same things, the media went insane. So if they do the same thing about Biden, then we know there's some equality. And if they try and just brush it under the rug, well, then you can clearly see that. Sort of like a watershed moment. Mm-hmm. Because he, I mean, they're they're coming out of the woodwork now for that guy. For who? Sorry, Biden. For Biden, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of attention is now being put on the fact that we've been saying all along that he's a fucking weird old vampire who can't keep his hands to himself. And it turns out he's a weird old vampire that can't keep his hands to himself. Right. Anyways. Yeah, um, but I mean, everything we've learned the last year, it turns out that almost everyone is a dirty old vampire who can't keep their hands to themselves. Like, it seems, true. it doesn't seem like uh, anyone is past that, so... Not that I'm, you know, excusing him. I mean, he obviously is a dirty old vampire. That's that's neither here nor there. Um, what's the name that... What's Who's Voldemort? Who can't they say the name on... Oh, that was an interesting point. YouTube without being... Yeah, who is that? Okay, can I... Okay, well, we can talk about... I want to bring up a, a big point about this Do you this not stuff. want to say his name? Because we're I don't know his pulled. name. No, you can... Listen, <laughs> go ahead. Like, So this is the point I want to make. This is this kind of... Stuff like this really bothers me about Joe... Joe's rich. I say this all the time, and I I have no problem saying it because he is, and he deserves a little bit of criticism for this right here. You don't need whatever money you're going to make off the Tim Pool YouTube video. You don't really need. Well, he didn't not say it. Hold on. Tim not Yeah, it doesn't matter, but Joe can then say, Tim, this is my show, my monetization, so if we get pulled from YouTube then we'll know you're right. And guess what? If we get pulled from YouTube, hmm. we're still on Apple Podcasts. And even, then, if they, and even then, if they pull us from Apple Podcasts, then Joe can go on his Instagram or wherever he wants and say, hey guys, we said a name on our, on our episode this week that got us pulled from everything. Tim Pool said a name that got us pulled from every single outlet. And then we have something real to talk about. Yeah, no, that, you know what? That part I'll agree with, Matt. I think that's a really good point. 
And this is what bothers me is Joe acts. It see, doesn't bother me. Well, hold on though. It should, because I'll, I'll tell you why is Joe acts as though, and I, I act as though Joe is this, this in between media where he's not the mainstream news. He doesn't, he doesn't answer to anyone. He doesn't answer to anyone. There isn't, um, I don't know. It's, it, I hear what you're, I'm, I'm, like, I, I what I'm saying is this, saying. if you're going to act like I'm not beholden to an advertiser to this or to that, then guess what? The 50,000, 30,000 us dollars that you make off that episode, you should be willing to say in the name of truth and the people and this and that. Yes. And if, had he had a second to think about it and maybe he would have done it differently. This was fucking spur of the moment on like, okay. So I, I will meet you right there, Simon. Cause I also wrote, I, I actually took a few notes on this episode. That was one of them. And I did say to myself after the fact, I said, hold on, I have a podcast. I do this once a week. And often when I'm editing, I listen back and I'm like, I can, I can even cut my own point down. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, well, I didn't think of that. So and and listen, that never crossed my mind. I'm a conspiracy guy. I'm sure it never crossed Joe's mind to think this would be a great time to do this experiment to call Tim Pool on his uh, bullshit or. Um, I mean, and again, too correctness. Hear, hear hear me out. It's not so much calling Tim Pool out. I didn't even look at it like that. I just meant like you haven't you have a platform and an opportunity and and. Tim Pool needs the money he gets from those YouTube videos. No, he doesn't. Okay, fine. No, he doesn't. But, <laughs> but it he needs it far more than Joe does. Uh, absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. For Joe, the money he gets from an episode is a drop in the fucking bucket. My point was, Matt, I liked your I liked your part of this better as this would have been a great opportunity too, as opposed to like I'm pissed at him for not seizing this opportunity. Again, I'm not pissed. I just want I, I have to bring it to light. And like you said, maybe he didn't think of it at the time, but I'll say this. I mean and again, it's easy when you're sitting back listening because you're not an active member of the conversation, but it hit me right away. I said, Joe, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. say the name yourself. And yeah. if we don't, and if we don't hear it. I wonder if he didn't know the name, maybe. I don't know. Well, he didn't. He said that. Yeah. He said, I have no idea who this is. Uh, do you know now, Kamar? Did you check? No, I think we really failed, boys. And we should have figured out the name and said it on this podcast, put on YouTube, and we could have our own list test to find out what happens. Right. Well, what hold a, on. We're trying to get we're, we're trying to get our YouTube started. We actually get, need. We're the not money. trying to get flagged <laughs> and demonetized three videos in. So, um, well, we can't be demonetized ask? until we're monetized. Okay, fair enough. But I don't want to get up. So Tim Pool's big one of his huge contentions is that YouTube, um, if you're listening to his channel. Yep. In the Please touch me more, Simon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says that uh, if you like Tim Pool, go check out CNN. That's where it will yeah. um, put you. And if it's somebody who's on the other side, it'll send you to Fox, I guess, or whatever. Which would enrage me too. But then I, I was thinking of it more from the YouTube angle. Like To me, YouTube is a... It's the... Um, like crazy cousin, you know what I mean? Nobody holds YouTube down. They're they're not mainstream media. So why the fuck are they doing that? Do you know what I mean? If anything, they should be propping the underdog. That's what they are. They started as the. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I first of all, I don't think YouTube is propping up anyone. I think to, it's not just it's not Simon sitting at a computer. Going, oh, someone's watching a Tim Pool video. I better, rec I better say that they should watch a CNN. Will you stop caressing my leg? Um, I'm trying to throw you off. 
I just think it's a, it's a complex algorithm that says you're watching left-wing news. Maybe not even complex, because if it's that simple. But I'm telling you, I listen to Tim Pool. Mm-hmm. If if he was being taken by an algorithm, he would end up on right-wing media. Like, he's... he's you don't know what they're geotagging, though. Not geotag, but you know what I mean, Simon? There's mm-hmm. When you post a YouTube video, you can do up to, like, 100 keywords for that video. And what I'm telling you is, like... The keywords matter more than anything. So Tim Pool's people could be putting in all left-wing, um, like hot words no, or keywords. I, I understand. What, he does use very. He even said it himself. He uses very, not very, but he does use clickbaity titles type stuff to you try and to. win against YouTube. That's that's what he was saying. It's like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah. using a dull sword. You know. I mean, listen. There is no one on YouTube that doesn't have clickbaity type titles. They're all. I mean, again, it's, you know, we act like TV didn't do that forever. Think about cliffhangers. Think about, remember 24? Every episode of 24 was designed to make you be like, got to come back next week. It's the it's kind of the same thing. It's Yeah, that show got super um, repetitive, obviously. But I got to say, and I'm not a huge Kiefer fan, but mm-hmm. um, Sutherland, and uh, um, uh, I... It was amazing. What a great idea for a show to do it in real time... Each episode was one hour of a twenty-four hour day. Twenty-four episodes. Yeah, right? the only like problem is if you've ever been, if you've ever been to Los Angeles on a non-COVID time, you know that thirty-five percent of that show would have been him stuck in traffic, and that's not a very like, dude. He made it around LA yeah. in twenty-four hours, and he did more things than any human could possibly find. Apart from that, then um, yeah, sure, just the idea of breaking a show down to just being I get the it, hour, yeah. I, I like re- in real time, real is what time you're saying, is yeah, pretty, is pretty brilliant. And uh, I watched all the seasons of that show, mm-hmm. but you know, the first couple were definitely the uh, the winners. Alicia Cuthbert it's, was so um, hot. Oh, so hot, man. She um she's Canadian. Yeah, she was on Popular Mechanics for Kids. Yeah, she's in, she's, she's pretty. She's, she's fucked every hockey player there yeah. is. Sean Avery, she was yeah, with she was a Sean. Time. She's been with like seven different hockey players. Yikes. Sorry, shout outs, Alicia. I got no hate on that. So they were talking about uh, the uh, using Occam. Uh, sorry, come on, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's pretty easy to find the name, and if you want, you can look it up and put it on Facebook and see if they take it down. If anyone wants to do an experiment out there. Well, here's my point. If you can, for, for you, Floyd, I'm not gonna say the name. Right yeah, now. please don't. If you found that that easy, Kamar, then I gotta I gotta assume it's. At least somewhat fugazi, right? That's what that's what I'm thinking. But I have a hard time up, believing that Tim Pool talks about that all the time. This name that can't be mentioned. If it wasn't true, I just don't think he would continue to say it. Like somebody would have called him on it by now. No, no, fair enough. I'm listen. I'm not even saying he's lying or that it's not. I'm just saying that like the fact that Kamar in in two minutes has done an internet search and found what. I mean, you never know, Kamar. Maybe it's the wrong name. And did you do an oh, internet? Right name. Did you okay. do an internet search that said name that cannot be spoken? On, Tim Pool. On Tim Pool. Is that how you did that yeah. search? Yeah. So of course yeah, it's going to come that. up right away. You know what I mean? Like the but parameters no, of that search. I put the name search. in, and it came up in the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. It's whatever. Whistleblower in the Ukraine scandal. Yeah. What Simon's saying is that the name you're being fed is what the NSA wants you to. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you say that. Well, there you go. So what a free thinker would say. Oh, nice. Now we have two. A free thinker would say. I'm never using that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know that. 
are you good, Kamar? Can I uh, move on? Awesome. Um, so I was, oh yeah, the Occam's razor. I just thought that was interesting that, uh, cause, and, and again, not to toot my own horn, but this is just one of those logic things, you know, where a free thinker, we got so tied up in, yeah, a free thinker. Exactly. We got so tied up in being afraid that we couldn't use our brains to see what was right in front of our faces, you know? And that's the, um, uh, that this was passed on by uh, some sort of wet market and not from the bio lab. Like, come on, man. You have th something that escapes a web or uh, a virus that gets out of control. You have the, you actually have two labs right there. And, but it doesn't come from it. Like, come on, man. You don't even need to be a conspiracy minded person to think that. Simon doesn't believe in coincidence. There has to be a relation. I absolutely do believe in coincidence, but I also believe in... Well, then you'd have to reserve some percentage. Okay, I, I'm, I, I'm certainly not saying it's 100%. There is a possibility, but just, you know, the better possibility, probability, is that it came I mean, from listen, that lab. I mean, listen, if we go to war with China, then obviously we know it came from the lab. Because it seems like... I never even thought about stuff like... And I know you mentioned it last week, Kamar, and I, uh, I don't think we gave you much time on it, but like the fact that all of these um, aircraft carriers are like, are not at sea right now. That was me who mentioned that, yeah. No, it was Kamar who mentioned it last week. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, maybe it was you, fine. Either way, the point is, is if this is just a play for China to get Taiwan back or for some sort of, I mean, who the fuck knows? That's a wild play to get Taiwan be, back. It though. could be a multi-tiered play, though, Matt. Where part of it is taking Taiwan back. You you never know. Too hold on. We could also you know what? Think about nine eleven. It could have been one of those things where they just had this sitting in the sitting on a shelf. If something hap if something happens, we can then act on this. So it's not as what I'm saying to you, Simon. Is, I understand. Yeah, it could it could just be that they were like they were taking advantage of a situation. Yeah, they still had it on the shelf ready to go. Is, sure, but you do you, hold on. Though. Let's keep in mind, like we, you, the conspiracy minded person, we talk about all the fucked up things the U.S. has done. It seems like China has just taken the U.S. playbook and like doubled down on. I it. am certainly not saying that the U.S. is perfect. None of us are, but I'm just saying is like if you take. Let's say you take the way the U.S. did shit from 1920 until 19, let's say 90, and you made a playbook out of it. It seems like China is just taking that playbook and doing a John Gruden. Like, what can we do to fucking amp this up? Sure, and I may totally be wrong here, but I'd like to believe that if this virus had come out of the U.S., out of a lab in the U.S., they would have done everything in their power to make sure that it didn't get to the rest of the world. Maybe I hope. Who knows? I mean, That's I, a, I I started that with I hope. Yeah, it just seems like a super douche move for trying to be pulling power moves right now. Of course, and it, you saw that there were countries that are already putting lawsuits together against them, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, keep in mind, too, that's also the perfect opportunity for all these countries that owe China a shitload of money to go, hey, uh... Yeah, there's some real interesting uh, eco-dynamics going on right now. I don't think eco is the word. Uh, Short for economy? Socioeconomic. Economic, yeah. yeah. Well, and also eco, I guess, to do with the environment, <laughs> if you want to go there. Um, okay. Oh, so... 
Oh, wait, I got yeah, one just because go uh, we're on the same topic. If it's true that another 10 million person city is on lockdown in China, that's also fucking nuts. Because Tim Pool said that. He said there's another 10 million plus, which is, I mean, Simon and I joked about this when this thing started. I said to Simon, well, how many people can be in Wuhan? It's like a small city in China. We've never even heard of it. And we Googled it and it was 15 million in the city and 60 million in the outskirts. So, I mean, they have another city apparently that is 10 million plus people that they have totally locked down. Did you hear that, Kamar? Yeah, I can't believe that we're about to uh, surpass China. <laughs> well, again, once you stop... I mean, Kamar, you're on Reddit. You've seen all the fucking... When you stop counting, it's not hard to... Uh... Well, no, Kamar saw the thing I did, too. There was They had a, a temperature gun that was just set to 36.5. So, like, it wasn't actually taking temperature. Anyone you put it on... So that was their way of kind of. I, I I just don't believe anything I see good, bad for. I'm, I agree. Like it's like it could. It's, Will there ever be a way to rebuild trust? Do you think? In what, Kamar? Like if we would have to conquer China for we to trust anything that happens there from now on. No, I think that if they took responsibility and said, "Okay, we fucked up, and now here are the steps we're going to take to make amends," that will be enough. But if they but if, if they try and pretend like you know they're they're crystal clear in all of this, like oh that was the thing, Matt. That I remember now the ten million city. Mm -hmm. They blame that on an American yeah, student. See, okay, yeah, an back. American. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. That's so that that just goes to my point. You know? Which le well, which leads you to two questions: A, is there even a city on lockdown, or is this just propaganda? Are they just saying? Hey, we now have another city on lockdown. Americans did this. Right. Pay us our money that you owe us. Or have they always been on lockdown and now they're doing that? Sure. You know? the, the whole thing. I who, Dude, we are like anybody who's talking about this now, unless you have like a cousin in China. It just seems like, but does it not seem like a, like a, just a weird play? Like to, to say, like imagine a board meeting of super powerful Chinese, like, generals governors whatever sitting around and they're like how could we spin this so it's the u.s's fault and the best they could come up with was like an american tourist came back and spread it well i wonder who they have to spin it for is it spinning it for their own people or is it spinning it for the rest of the world you know that's my point though is if they're spinning it for the rest of the world there's no their own people yeah it has to be because there's no way the rest of the world buys that a sing that they could even track well, it to a it, single if american it's their own people then there is a 10 million city on lockdown you know I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Uh, okay. Let, let's talk about 5G, okay? And I, I don't want to talk about this from a conspiracy point of view. I want to talk about this from a point of view of how hard Joe is going against this. Okay. Can I say it again too? I don't think he understands how a virus works. <laughs> I will just, I'm, it's the last time I'll bring it up. But I, I know. I, every time I hear him say that, I just hear your voice in the back of my head. I don't think Joe understands how a virus well, works. Well, let's, let's take China as a great example. If it just worked in China, if you just spread this thing through 5G in China, which I'm not saying they are. I'm just playing Diablo Avocado here. That's all you need. Yeah, it starts the same way this stupid virus started, and then it gets out to the rest of the yeah. world. You don't need fucking 5G factories everywhere. Yeah. So to Lil Duval and Joe, think this one through a little better. Anyways... That wasn't going to be my point, but okay, we'll start there. Um, Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine, because I think it just goes to highlight, you know, how hard Joe is fighting against this thing. 
Again, I'm not saying that I think it's 5G. I don't I'm, think it's 5G. I'm also not saying that anything is an impossibility at this point. And what if it turns out to be 5G? And you know what? That's why I don't fight too hard against anything because... Well, the weird thing is this. Except Bigfoot. Did they not, did they not openly come out and say that they could use 5G to control people's minds? Was that not... Who's, who said that? China? Kamar, pull out your phone. 5G mind control, I, please. I have my phone. Okay, here. someone pull out a phone. And someone please but, figure this out for but me. It's no matter what I find, who are we? How are we going to believe it? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. About 5G mind control. <laughs> Kamar, can you lean out of the screen again for a second? Simon, I want to show you something. Yeah. Kamar, lean out of the screen for a second. Isn't that weird how the brick wall is perfectly lined up with the edge of the window? So it looks like one window pane is yeah, brick. Go yeah, ahead, Kamar, yeah, lean back cool. in. Sorry. It's like a brick curtain. This is terrible, podcast. People no, are like, I can't see what I you're talking it. about. No. Oh, and there's brick on the other side. Dude, that's even crazier. Kamar, you can get back in the shot. It's fine. I just want to know if five... Oh, there yeah, is there's brick some, on the other side. Some well, of course there's brick on the other side. I thought maybe the wall ended there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a perfect... Go ahead, Kamar. A conspiracy-minded... There's conspiracy documents saying about mind control, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, who do you want me to tell you from? You know what I mean? But yeah, there are a bunch of things that, but I mean. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? I mean, but all. It's like you said, Simon, we could sit here and be like, it's crazy to assume that using, um, using like, I don't know, a fucking cell phone network you could somehow give someone a virus but who knows maybe five years from now we'll be like oh this is now the norm or we'll say like remember when we thought this was passed by people coughing and they were wearing masks when really they should have taken their phones and thrown them in the river well i mean we don't have to worry we have terrible cell phone service here we barely have 4g so well but that's what i mean what if it turns out that it's 4g doing this and not 5G, like... I mean, listen, I can sit here and tell you that I'm 99% sure it's not spread through fucking 5G or any means of the of that sorts. We have mm-hmm. we have zero fucking evidence to tell us that that of viruses course. can be of spread through microwaves. That or fucking- is not at all... Okay, sorry, I should have gone way harder when I started this thing. I don't at all think that 5G does that. That's not my contention. I don't either. And I'm, uh, I'm just not out there like every episode making fun of people who think that. You know what I mean? Oh, well, hold on. I'll make fun of people that think that. I have no problem saying that. I'm just saying Joe's logic is like fishnet panties. There's so many fucking holes in it. Like, again, a virus spreads. All you need is like 50 people for a virus to spread. So... I don't understand why only five countries have 5G. We couldn't spread it that way. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Totally there, ridiculous. There's no way that the American government would ever shoot down their own plane to start a war. Anybody who would say that, I would laugh at. That's what they said 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. So a very good um, uh, example of the CNN being really weird... Let's just put it that way, okay? I won't even say biased, but just weird. And I think we can all agree on this is that Elon Musk story about the ventilators and how they were saying that Elon wasn't making ventilators. And he's like, this is what the fucking hospitals asked for. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like they they turned that story into something it wasn't at all. This guy was... This Martian was trying to help the motherfucking humans. 
Well, the weird thing is, is like, I feel like he leans left. So why is CNN even going after Elon Musk? It's like they just decided that this celebrity wasn't going to get away with lying. It's weird. It's crazy. Did you see that Elon tweeted? You with us, Kamar? Sorry, Matt. Don't worry. Yep. Did you see that Elon tweeted that he was going to sell all his possessions even and not own a house? Yeah, I did see that. Very odd. He said he thought Tesla's stock was overvalued and lost like $15 billion. Mm-hmm. So he's selling all of his he's possessions, right including his house? I, I don't know. Seems like he's losing his fucking He also marbles. tweeted his girlfriend's not happy with him. Can I tell you what happened? Sure. Uh, and I'm That's just... I'm just a hy- conspiracy-minded person. I'm just hypothesizing here, but... There's some bad stuff going on on Earth right now. Oh, here we go. Maybe he got called home. They're like, you're, so leave- this is a surrogate? you're leaving next week. Yard sale time. Okay. I like how the aliens would make him sell all his stuff. No, he doesn't have to. He's just a frugal oh, guy. Okay. He's a frugal okay. Martian. Frugal Martian. Gotcha. He wants to leave with something. That's why he sent his car into space. But don't you don't think Martians would believe in TMP? <laughs> No, that's the opposite of TMP. He's trying to sell shit. Oh, he's selling. Well, he didn't say. Oh that. no, he didn't. He just said he's getting rid. Just of. Just said getting rid yeah. of. Maybe it's. Uh, maybe that's it. You know what though? This is like the ultimate TMP. You're right, Matt. But I think they would think like we're never coming back. They're all doomed. And you know what? I'm who actually going to email if him. They know. I'm going to ask for his house. It's also excuse for him to keep his uh, factories open. Sorry, what, Kamar? Oh, making the ventilators. It's also an excuse to keep his factories running. Oh, that's a great point. Like the people making masks keep their um, textile business going. Right, but I'm not sure. Like we talked like about, we talked about Nike making the uh, face masks. I'm uh, I have done zero looking into whether they're still allowed to make skates or sneakers, or if they're only allowed to make masks during this time. You know. Um, I mean, I'll say this. I think um, if you're like Bauer, for example, who I know was making, they were making the medical masks. Yep, that's what Nike was making too. Sure, fine. Um, for that, for example, I know that they're probably not, whatever they were making in that factory, they're probably not selling right now. So there's no point in, do you know what I mean? They're definitely not selling. That's it's what I'm saying. Giveaway. So if you have a factory that's just, no, I'm not talking about selling the masks. I'm selling whatever they were making in that factory before that they were selling. So like a hockey mask or a whatever, yep. they don't need to be pumping those out right now. So for them, they still want to make a profit or look good. So that's why they do. Can you hit call back there so we can get Kamar back on this fucking thing? Thank you. Um, Sorry about that, boys. Don't know what went wrong there. It's all Back, good, baby. It's all good. Um, all I'm saying is like, so I'll give you an example. I saw a video the other day of, it's one of those, like, it's got Sarah McLaughlin using the background, and it was all about how this whole factory stayed open for 28 days straight, and I guess all the workers slept there just so they could make medical masks, and they were making it seem like this, like, heartwarming story, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, this story's bumming me out. Because like all the workers were punching out, seemed really happy, like we're doing a good thing. But I'm like, the company is probably not giving these masks away. They're most likely selling them. And it's not like these workers are going to get a chunk of that. They're going to get paid their fucking hourly. I think they or, are giving them away, though. If they're giving them away, then great. Heartwarming story. Like, I don't think, I, 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 and I'd like to say no. I'd like to say Nike is not. But I think they are. I wasn't even talking about Nike. 
But fine, if Nike's giving them away, then great, all the power to them. But but then the question goes back to what I asked in the first place, which was, are they doing that so that they can stay open to make sneakers and that's offsetting the giving away because they're allowed to make money when nobody else is? Or is this all just altruistic? Well, you're forgetting, A, their sneakers aren't made in the States, so it doesn't fucking matter. I guarantee you Nike sweatshops are open in a third world country right, right now. Right, of course, but something is being made in that factory. What I'm saying, the factories that are making the masks are probably U.S.-based factories they where are. they make something. That's yeah. what I'm saying, where they make like a hockey mask or something that they right. can't, that's too tough to make abroad. Mm -hmm. I see. So are they allowed to make hockey masks then? Yeah, and I would say no. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no point, like I don't, you know, I, I also don't understand the whole like, well, we need to keep the factory open for your workers, I get it. But like, I don't understand the need for Nike to be like, we have to have the factories open. No, I think it's, they're trying to do something good. It's like uh, what he was saying was should have done in the first place was this wartime, sure. um, whatever that act is called, where you're allowed right away to go in and tell GM, you are doing this now. Whether you wanted to or not, you can brag about how altruistic it is, but we're telling you what to do and you're going to do it. I mean, at the end of the day, though, those companies are going to come back to the government and say, hey, remember when we did that thing you forced us to do? Yeah, you're not getting any tax money for the next, like... Yeah, I mean, no, not if it's Trump in power, but yeah, if it's somebody else, for sure, I, I agree. Even then, if you stayed open during wartime like this, would you not expect that the government fucking scratch your back? They scratch Amazon's back all fucking year. I, I don't know what happens. I have no idea. <coughs> um, Pardon me. Uh, so shall we talk about UFOs? Let's get into it. Hold on. Before we start, how many pages do you have there? Of UFOs? Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to need the Coles notes on this, Simon. Seven pages, man. Come on. There's there's enough. I'll, I'll, I'll only touch on what's important. How about that? Well, first of all, let's start. Is he gone again? Yeah, he's gone. No, I'm here. I'm oh. here. Let's start, let's start with um, the fact that they've released these videos, which they already released. No, they just confirmed them. The Pentagon didn't. The Pentagon released them as in like... They confirmed their existence, and now they've actually released them as a video. Whatever. A sentiment is the same. Nobody gave a fuck the second round through. Nobody even noticed. And... What, why were they doing that? Is, Kamara and I were talking about this the other day, just shooting the shit. Like, what were they trying to distract you from, you know? If they were willing to throw you that stupid bone. I don't think it's that they were willing to throw you that bone. I think it's that, like, or all to. these Navy pilots have been on podcast after podcast, and Tom DeLong's been running around. I think the Pentagon was just like, we have to acknowledge these. We'll say we don't know what the fuck it is, and we'll do it at a time when there's a quarantine, so it'll get buried, and it'll be back page I, news. I feel like they, they acknowledged these a couple months ago. Like, it feels like this was a re-release, yeah. a re-acknowledgement. That's absolutely what everybody is saying, Kamar. It's like, what is what were they doing? This is stupid. We They had already agreed to these. It's like if they had come out and shown us a new video or something, you know, given us a new take on something, I don't know. I don't remember the Pentagon a few months ago coming out and saying these are moving at speeds that are beyond physics as we know it. I don't remember the Pentagon saying that. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did. Okay. The story, that article. the story got leaked by um, the New York Times, and then everything kind of spiraled out from there. 
And there was like no way the American government could not acknowledge it anymore. This already happened. Like, I guess maybe you're right. And this was like the formal, formal acknowledgement. But again, like, listen, if this had come out and never had been talked about before, this would have been a huge deal, regardless of whether it was uh, during pandemic or not. It would have just been more eyes on the screens. But watching. even then, I thought that's what Fravor was talking about when he was on Joe. I thought he was saying, I had to testify and this is all going to be coming out. Wasn't that the whole thing? Um, I don't know. Uh, is that what Fravor's favor? What was his name? Fravor? Fravor. Is that what he said? I thought so. I smoke a lot of weed and I don't yeah. remember shit. So again, I, all I do know this is, is your that domain. They already agreed to this. This is that. That's the weird part to me is I don't understand why they would even bother. They're not hiding I anything. That, I found an article that came out a year ago or May thirty first. Well, that was confirming the Navy. That was the New York Times article. Uh, this was uh, space hmm. space dot com, but it was about the Navy confirming the footage. Again, that's the Navy. We're talking about the Pentagon. <laughs> I figured they're all in the one as the Department of Defense. No, but the, bar, the the DOD is a separate thing as well. I'm just saying, I believe that the Navy came out and released those videos and then that went up the chain and now the Pentagon has done their seven months of due diligence to look at it. Okay, again, it's semantics because somebody important, somebody acknowledged it already and... Again, that's just why it's not a big deal right now. This was I just would have thought this would have been a big ago. deal to you, the Pentagon formally acknowledging out loud, hey, we saw this thing, we have it picked up by our own fucking IR yeah, sensors. Yeah, I know, the Navy had already agreed to this, though, so Yeah, again. but this isn't the, listen, the Navy is a small piece of the U.S. government. It's its own, to, for the for the top, again, I thought you'd be fucking I know, but the Pentagon this. at that point would have to have come out and said, the Navy's wrong or we don't agree with them or whatever. To me, them not saying anything is acknowledging it. A branch of their own government came out and agreed to this. That, that was enough for me. But you're right, sure. It's a huge deal. Um, why did they choose now to do it? Because I don't think it's getting buried the way they wanted it to. I think it got buried because people already knew about it. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe mm. that was the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm, maybe. So what was uh, Tim Pool's big theory was that Humans came from Venus. Yes. Um, had to desert that planet because of some sort of cataclysmic event. They came on an ark. They came here and they repopulated um, Earth. I don't even think it was people. I thought it was just a. I thought it was just on Earth. I, I. It wasn't people they sent on an ark. It was all just like DNA strands to terraform. Oh, sorry, Kamar. Say that again. To reseed. Yeah. Reseed the planet. That's okay. it. It wasn't people. It was just like they had like the juice, whatever, that you would need to sprinkle on a planet to... Well, who sprinkles it? Nothing. The thing crash lands here, and when it lands... Mushrooms. Sure, there you go. Okay. Sure. Um. Well, no, because he said... And then once they got here, the stories of the Bible were actually stories of their beginning from space. So how would they know about that? Maybe it could be in the DNA. Mm-hmm. I found the oh, best don't raise analogy. your eyebrows at that. You're talking about fucking aliens and Jupiter and shit. Get the fuck out of here. 
I thought the best analogy was when he was talking about Venus. if they go to Mars and they get cut off from Earth, how that goes. What? Sorry, what? If they were to get to Mars and colonize Mars and then lose contact with Earth, how does that play out? Do they rebuild a whole civilization from that? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? That actually might be the better way to go. And I, how many generations removed do you even forget what Earth was like? I'm telling you, I stand by it. If they sent 100 people to Mars next week, um, 60 of them would lose it in the first like month. I think so. It's too much isolation. I'm telling you, too. Once the Earth gets on the other side of the sun and you can no longer make eye contact with, like, I, it, I just think it would fuck with the human psyche too much. Too far from home. And the thought that you can never go back. I think that, too, would weigh on you so heavy. Like, you'd get there and be like, I, I can, this is an irreversible choice that I've made. It's not like a tattoo. <laughs> like, you're never going back home, ever. Oh, ever. Right. And if anything goes wrong up there... You're not going up there for you. You're going up there for... Well, you're going up there to have a fucking high school named after you, you is know? what you're really going up there for, but I don't think it's worth it. In my... Uh, it, you're always leaving Earth because it's ending, so there aren't going to be any high schools to name after you. You're talking about just heading to Mars like these 12 people who are going for fun. No, they're talking about right now, they're talking about sending 160 people there. And they're talking about building this like livable pod that has, you know, 160 apartments, right, whatever. Right, That's right. what Joe and, and him were talking about. Like Joe was like, mm-hmm. why would you send lesbians? Mm-hmm, Which right. was, I thought was a great point. Why would, because they can't reproduce, Yeah. But you know, it's going to happen up there normally anyways. Like, but that's what I was going to say. Gonna is just going to get sick if of men. Well, what, well, no, I guess the problem is you, the real problem that you'd get is that right there. Let's say you send 160 straight people and they have kids and one of those kids ends up being gay, but only one, you know, then you have what? 160 couples is 80 kids, assuming that works perfectly. You have 80 kids, and if only one of them's gay, then that guy's fucked. The gay guy? How many genders do you have in space? Yeah, because then he's up in... Think about it. You're on Mars, and there's no one else coming, and you're just there with those people, and you're the only gay one. Yeah, I guess they're just not really worried about... And this isn't to be rude at all, but yeah, I know what you're, you're saying. Not they're not worried thinking about, about that guy yeah, because it. he's of no use to them because he can't procreate. Yeah, but it's not. My point is, you can't look at it like every human that's born up there is, has to be of use. Well, what I'm telling you is, they're going to kill the gay people. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking this out like that's going to be Elon's plan. But they wouldn't because, again, you would need all hands on deck. You need every working hand available. Yeah, so the, the and this is where things get really screwy. And you're also forgetting start... too. You act like a gay guy can't get an erection and can't come. Oh yeah, right. That, that's crazy because he could still procreate. He would yes. just do it yeah. only the once. Yeah, yeah. No, he could do it many. Will. He could do it many to- against his will. I he know, could do it many times. They, it's yes. Once a year, they make Claude yep. fuck a woman, and he's like, "This is terrible." Yep, that's. I don't know why he's French. This is so lame. Well, that's now he's super too. gay too. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, maybe he's just a normal gay guy. He's what like, I don't want to do this. French gay guy. Yeah, this is just so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> With marbles in his mouth. Go. <laughs> As the elephant man. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so the argument I don't like, and both, not Joe, but uh, what's his name gave it, Tim, is he's like, well, I don't believe that aliens, if they exist, which he obviously believes they do, would come down and give us tech, right? Like, they're the super advanced race, and they, why would they do that? And they have a massive indifference towards us. There's precedent for it here, though, that, that they would do it. That we've given stuff to other things lesser than us? Sure, I've seen... Listen, I saw a dog the other day that was like a quadruple amputee, and they had given it four 3D-printed legs. And the thing was like... I'm not saying it was running around like crazy, but it was at least mobile, and it looked happy as shit. You know what I mean? it was somebody's pet. It doesn't matter. The point is, is we... You know, you could argue that we have... There's even times where we've tried... Again, think about that guy that's searching for the endangered species or the extinct species. Like... He's trying to do that so that he can help them flourish again, right? Isn't that his idea? Yeah, bring them back into existence. But that's not giving them tech. Well, not yet it's not, but in a way... But you you can argue that transplanting them or using our technology to help protect that species, it's maybe not directly giving them tech, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, hold on, we, there's, there's videos of us, you know, monkeys using computers like doing human tests where like uh, the memory tests and shit. So in a way that's us giving a monkey tech. I, I, guess I get it. Just We're testing to be it. Diablo avocado. Sure. Um, we'd have to go to another planet and find something to make the comparison. Like we're not finding something on our own planet per se. Sure. But well, I I'm guess just saying there is a bit of precedent. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you and even more, on this planet. even more to that, uh, which was what I was going to say is, um, that's saying that aliens have no free will. Like you're assuming that all of these guys function in the exact same way. Like why can't there be like uh, Al alien, you know what I mean? And he's, or Al, Ian, and he's like... Um, Do you mean Alf? No, you, you missed it. Al, Ian, alien. Anyways, he's like, um, he, you know, he meets this little nerdy guy named Bill, Bill G., and he's like, I feel bad for this nerd. The guy cannot get laid. And he like throws him a bone. You know what I mean? A uh, uh, computer. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that, that's how Bill Gates got the very first computer. It was given okay. to him by an, a, an alien species to help us get advanced. That's the, <laughs> this has been done many times throughout history. This is what a conspiracy minded person would think. Um, well, can I just stop you right there? Because like it's... Yeah. <laughs> You think about Bill Gates and the computer, at, like, the weird thing to me is when the computer first came out or when they first, like, were making those, they weren't, yeah, they were new, but it, you're not talking about some, some wild technology. Like, they were, it was just nerds playing around with fucking boards in their garages. Or, I know it's become what it is now. Or it wasn't. Or this all started because somebody was given a leg up. Like that's... But Simon, it's... Okay, hold on. Just, it seems ridiculous to think that like, as advanced as we are, do you think there's a specific technology that we could give an animal on this earth that it could somehow start figuring it out and then that it would advance that animal so, no, so far? No, I, I think that they probably had to wait for like a very specific time in history to make that happen. We had to get to a certain place before it was even worth their while to... 
Listen, let me point out why this give all- us something like that. But that's not to say that a long time ago they didn't give us different types of tech. Like that's the whole ancient aliens fucking uh, contention. I want to point out two big things. I want to point out two big things to you. Living in the time of COVID, it makes a lot of sense to me that aliens would absolutely never contact us for two reasons. One, they would fear that any contact with us that they have, they could get sick or vice versa, that they could get us sick. There's precedent there again, where we might start traveling space. And if we did encounter something, we might never go near it in fear of wiping it out. Maybe they did make us sick. Okay, fine. Alien everything. I'm just saying. Maybe they're so far advanced that they don't have to worry about disease. So this doesn't affect them at all. They don't have nostrils and mouths. You know what I mean? They cannot get a virus. I, I, all of that is possible. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, again, if we're living in the world where anything is possible, then... But but more what I was saying is, like, um, it, we know nothing about aliens. To, so to argue that, like, they wouldn't give somebody tech because that's not in their operating system, that's crazy. You know what I mean? They, Like I said, it could be they have total personalities and this one guy went rogue and was like... Sure, but the same argument you just used, I could use against you. That we know nothing about aliens, so you know you you have no precedent. You have no reason nope. to believe that they would come and help us, that they would even come and try. Absolutely not. I, it was a total hypothesis. The only thing I do know is that they're out there. I mean, again, there's the other the other hypothesis I read the other day was that maybe there's a chance that we were just one of the earliest planets to inhabit. That there's no reason to believe that there isn't another planet out there where there's us running around in like ape form. So we're not where we're at yet. Yep. And maybe that's happened 50 million times in other... It could be on other planets. It could be in <clears throat> other dimensions. Sure. But the point is, is there's no reason to believe too that we couldn't be, oddly enough, the first. We've been through this before. Absolutely, that could be the case. Yeah. I, I think the odds are, and and um, a lot of scientists would agree that that's not the case. That because of probability. I mean, again, it's so big that how big the yeah, universe I get is. It. I get it. I totally do. Infinite uh, possibility and all. Um, the infinitum. He was talking about the one that you like, which is humans from the future. Yeah. I wanted to believe that, but this pandemic sort of shuts that out. Why, Kamar? Well, wouldn't they come back to try and stop it? Or would they? They'd stay away to avoid it. Or do you just, maybe they know enough in the future that they know never to fuck with anything that's going on in the past, you know? The butterfly effect. I thought it was exciting, but yeah, I guess that's possible. I mean, I don't hate that one. I, it, I don't hate it. You got to wrap your head around it in a different way. I mean, they would cover that up more than anything we've ever mentioned on this podcast. If, of, they, dug up, if they dug up a human-made rocket buried in the permafrost that they had like no carbon dating for that was using technology far beyond ours, they would absolutely never let us know that. Aliens, if aliens are um, us in the future, as opposed to little green men, which again, both could be true. Um, they, yeah, that would be a way bigger thing. They would never want us to know that. Nope. That, uh, well, I mean, that just, having aliens, that can still work into their whole... Um, I mean, it, it's not perfect, but it still works into the idea of us living on a round earth in the middle of space and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Well, no, that still works. It just, it means like, what does it mean for time and space and how we got uh, this, here? This and is, this is what I mean. Like it, it now 
Well, it just opens up like a, it just, it goes to show you that everything we know, we don't know anymore. Right. That's like, what it would mean. Like the, the Pentagon has now come out and said, yes, these aircraft or whatever, uh, UFOs, UAOs, whatever the fuck they're called, are out there. Um, UAPs, I don't know what the fucking right. Um, anyways. Um, Was it unidentified aerial? Phenomenon. Yeah. I think it's UAP. UAP, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, shit, I forgot what I was saying, though. We were just talking. Oh, I did too. This joint's not helping. I, I totally lost it. I lost it on the fucking thing. What a stoner. Mm. Well, uh, Antarctica's melting at an astronomical rate right now, so my, something might be revealed. Pyramids, baby. Pyramids. Oh, that's what the, it was if we find uh, if we found a our, own our own thing space. buried. Yeah. Like because, if they found something with an American flag and it had like 3026 yeah, or like 3192. Uh, yeah. That's the, they find well, yeah. the Empire State yeah. building. Uh, no, sorry, the Statue of Liberty. No, what I was going to, uh, I fucking lost it again. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, oh, right. They've agreed that there are UAPs. Yeah. Um, but if they ha- came out and told us that there's absolutely alternate dimensions, do you know what I mean? That is just such a different ball of wax than uh, it's just uh, it's such a different conversation. Because then you start t- thinking about consciousness and there are so many things that go along with that, you know? I don't think we're ever going to figure that one out, to be honest. Well, I'm I'm just saying, it, it, them just telling us that there are aliens out there somewhere in space, that doesn't change the way yeah. people are living their lives. I'm just saying, I think fi- I think that's the firewall, figuring out consciousness. I think that's, we're blocked from Is that, that a one. good thing or a bad thing? For sure. Oh, I don't know. I think it's a good thing that we can't figure out what it is. Because no, I we, meant that no one cares. That no one cares about what? What consciousness well, this, is? This latest release. Of, uh, oh, of the aliens. Of the aliens. I mean, I, I don't think many people realize we don't understand what consciousness is or what that even means. To Nobody even that thinks understand. about that. Yeah. yeah. I think about it all the time. No one cares. Oh. I, I, yeah, nobody. I get it. Not everybody. It's well, Kamar, I don't think concern. that. Well, I, again, I think dealing with what we're dealing with right now, I don't think people care that there was something moving in the sky. Plus, if you think about the, you know, 50 years of propaganda that, like, you know, if you saw an alien, you're some wild hick. I, I I don't know. But you think if everything's hunky-dory, no pandemic right now, this story comes out, which I doubt it would, uh, the world would be on fire about it? It would be a huge talking point? Uh, I think it would be a bigger talking point for sure. I mean, like you guys said, too, it's interesting to think about the fact that we already heard about this, you know, a year ago and then six months ago and now. So it's kind of watered down, like Simon just said, like, I already knew about this. It's no big deal that the Pentagon's mentioning this. I mean, you know, maybe that's a way of, I don't know. Because if you think about the way it went down, Tom DeLong goes on Joe Rogan. It's a short episode. Joe clowns him. The comment section clowns him. It all seems out there. This fucking Blink-182 guy talking about how his, like, brother is a Navy pilot and he has... You You know what I mean? Like, Simon, even you, who is, like, oh, a believer, like... listen, some people still think he's crazy, I, like... But I remember sitting down with you before we did this podcast, before we ever... And you and I, like, discussed that episode at length. We were... Bo- and, and you were just like, this guy seems crazy. Like, it's not... You know, we both agreed. It, as much as you wanted to believe, it seemed nuts. Yes, he seemed Stephen Greerish. Sure. And then, you know, fast forward six months later, and then all of a sudden it seemed a lot more plausible. And now the story, and now the Pentagon's come out. And it's weird because 
Joe even kind of brushed it off in this episode where he was like, yeah, you know, like only kooks were talking about this thing. And now, and I, I felt like I was like, Joe, that would have been a good time for you to maybe be like, sorry, Tom DeLong. He kind of did you dirty. You're absolutely right. He really should um, agree that he did Tom DeLong dirty because he talks some serious trash about that guy. And And he talks all the time about how the news never rescinds shit when they're wrong. And so like, again, the Pentagon just, if nothing else, they uh, said that they're working with to the stars Academy with, uh, but that not now they've said, they said this just a little while ago with some uh, medals that they have. Which is very neat, man. Like the government is interested in that shit. Like that's we're getting somewhere. It'd be great we're for getting him to somewhere. have him back on. Unless he is a yes, it would be great to have him back on. Um, unless Tom DeLong, sorry, Kamar, just want to get this out. Unless Tom DeLong is a um, part of the thing, you know what I mean? He doesn't even know he's being used for whatever he's being used. He's for. like a a Bob Laser space pimp. You got it. He's a Tom DeLong. Um, Space pimp, I Bottom guess. bitch? No, I was thinking No, oh, because they're using him? Music so he's the thing. hoe? Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Roadie. Space you, roadie. We got to move on here. How much more uh, alien bullshit do you have? I mean, I got a bunch, but we can tackle it in um, in the uh, post, Joe, I guess, or whatever. Whenever. Well, how much more do you have? Okay, because, well, let me, I let mean, me we really find, do have uh, to move on. We've given Tim Pool an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, one thing I did find interesting about what he... They, he was talking about why there would have to be one government, like why that would possibly be a plan of what's going on with this whole COVID thing, because the alien federation wouldn't deal with multiple voices on earth. They need one clear earth ruler to be able to operate on the space federation. I like that one. Um, yeah, what else? I mean... I think he helped confirm uh, some legitimacy to Bob Lazar, even though he was critical. He didn't say he was a loon. No, I mean, he believed that Bob Lazar worked there and that there were people that could back that up. I, you know, you're talking about Joe? Yeah. No, Tim Pool. No, Tim oh. Pool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people's contention about Bob Lazar is I believe that he believes, right? Like, he. I said that. He's not necessarily um, trying to trick anybody. He genuinely believes this is what was going on, and he's just... uh, I just don't know if the... I mean, maybe. Maybe the government's that crafty. But are they that lax? Like, I just have a tough time believing that they're testing... That they're testing alien craft, and this guy's just in the woods with, like, five people. Yeah, no, and why didn't they kill him, and why is he the only one who's allowed like, to talk? Come on. Like, a lot of that plays into it for me. There, There's some answers to that. Simon, so, like, mean, just think about all the people the government's most likely killed for much smaller things. Much smaller. So, yeah. you know, I just got to believe that, like, this guy would be... I think that by going to George Knapp as, as quickly as he did and putting it all out there, like, that all just made it so they couldn't kill him. I, I don't know, Maddie. I don't know. Maybe he seemed, it seemed so crazy and it was so crazy back then that they didn't think it was worth it because nobody was going to believe him. this kook anyways, this space pimp, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. But when you hear about like the part of uh, uh, space pimp Bob Lazar's story where the only reason it came out was because they were listening in on the call and they heard his wife having the affair, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. 
and you're like, okay, so there was definitely like a, an operation going on. And that's why I'm thinking to myself, there'd have to be like three levels to that government operation. But even then, when and you hear about this stuff too, Simon, does it not make you think about like the LSD studies and planting fucking thoughts yeah, in people's it, heads it to- and stuff? It like- totally does. And you probably don't even need to do that because it was so car- compartmentalized. Why compartmentalized. Can I, not, why can I not say that word? Anyway, well, there's a lot of words you can't say. Oh, I can say many words. Yes, you um, can say many like words. Like space, the final frontier. Let's. Um, but no, that's it, actually a great shirt. The final <laughs> frontier. <laughs> Spell it like phonetically, like a fucking asshole. Um, Timestamp. Anyways, I forgot where I was going. Uh, another interesting thing. Did, have you guys ever looked into the Dogons? That's that tribe. Can you hit decline there? I'm very sorry. So unprofessional. That's Sorry, Kamar. It's the tribe. Um, they wear those crazy masks for their ceremonies that like look like spacesuits almost. No. Anyways, it's one of these ancient. They were talking all about it. It's interesting. You should look them up. It's a cool. Uh, look them up. Look them up. <laughs> should look them up. They're very cool, like uh, optics. You know what I mean? Of these guys dancing around in these fucking spacesuits, but it's uh, interesting. Ancient ceremony. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, what do you, I thought another what interesting you, thing that uh, Tim Pool said was what will our exodus, if we have to leave to Mars now, what will our exodus story read like? Oh, uh, we came, we didn't think things through, <laughs> and we left. Porn. Porn. Just one word. Um, okay, and then, yeah, and then all of a well, sudden... What did you think? What do you think it would say? You didn't answer. You asked us, and then yeah, you never said shit. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> I, I, it really depends on who the people writing it are, I guess. Because <laughs> if it's us writing it, it's going to read real bad for China, and if it's somebody else writing it, it probably reads real bad for us. I meant, like, okay. I just think as a human race, if we had to leave, we could look back and go, we really fucked this up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, any exodus implies that something was really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a perspective thing, though. We tried as hard as we could, and it was almost amazing. Could be another one. Can we talk for a second, too? We totally, totally glossed over this. This was early on in this episode, and this will be the last point, and then we got to go. Uh Tim Pool talked about how Tyson Foods said there was going to be a food shortage, how they couldn't keep up demand, and how there was going to be no one. Go on. Well, you didn't hear him say that? Because it wasn't in your notes. <laughs> I have more notes. They're all about aliens. I saw it. It said no, no, UFOs no. <laughs> in, big, in big font. It said UFOs, and then you, you spun seven straight pages. And I know how this episode ended, this so there was nothing about Tyson way, Foods being way, a food shortage. Way there. more. No, no. You're, there was you're abs- on like one and a half speed. I am on one and a half really speed, yes. really want to move this on. Well, no, I also am really okay. pissed that let's, you don't. Uh, <clears throat> let's move this along then. No, no. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember him saying that, but who's Tyson Foods? They're like a Cisco Systems. Cisco. Uh, so they give food to like the restaurants? Is I believe, yeah. Restaurant. Or they're one of those like massive food conglomerates that like has an umbrella over, you know how like there's seven companies, like Unilever owns fucking everything. So sorry, what was your point though? Like what? Yeah. What are, well, my point was we just like, that's pretty this? scary that if they had to kill oh. 2 million chickens because they can't, uh-huh. it's like how we were talking about how oil is in the negatives because exactly, it has to be stored. That's exactly what it is. So it's, you know, but, but it's, we it's, talked about this. Why do they, ha- I get why they have to get rid of the produce because they can't store it. It'll go bad. But why do they have to get rid of the chickens? 
I mean, yeah, you're going to kill them anyway. Are there so many chickens coming that they always need the space? Like, well, and the weird thing too is like when I go to the grocery store, all the meat is sold out. Right now, it's sold out. That's what I'm saying. So you'd think like if all the meat sold out, then why did you kill two million? That's because there was a sickness at the three COVID plants or COVID plants. Well, three meat. There definitely be some sicknesses there. Three different meat plants got shut down in Alberta, which is where we get most of our meat from. And uh, I think that was that. Hmm. Anyway, it costs money to feed the chickens. Yeah, that too. And I thought maybe that they grow their own, uh, like oat to feed or whatever grain to feed the chickens, and they can't harvest it right now because there's nobody to process anything. So I, I that makes sense too. I got stuck between produce and process, and that's how it came out. Nobody to pro. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to get the drink pouring out of there. So it's just quickly. I'm retarded. Yeah. I'm kind of retarded. All right. So let's, uh, I'll get anything else in. Uh, it'll be a great post, Joe. All right. Kamar, would you like to rate it first, please? Uh, I love uh, Tim Pool. He fights a good fight. Uh, I give it a four. Simon. I thought that I would not be giving it this rating, but I give it a 4.2. Wow, very high. That's almost a five from it Simon. Is, uh, he did a really good job. Like, as far as a guest on Joe Rogan went, he was well thought out. Everything was good. And when it got time for him to freestyle, because this alien stuff was not planned. He got a little verklempt when Joe was pushing back a bit on ways like propulsion. Remember when they were talking about that for a bit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially if you watched it, you could see for a second Tim was like, I've never really had this. Joe's pushing. I feel like Adam ruins everything here. And. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I was his, fine with it. He couldn't really fight it because it's not his wheelhouse, right? Listen, so, he's able yeah. to admit he's not an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, and again, I am very critical of Tim Pool, so I just thought, due to the alien nature of this conversation, which was the last thing I expected, four point two. Four point two. All right, I give it a four. Well, everybody gives it something good. Simon. He definitely acted like he'd been there before. Why yeah. you gave it a four? Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one, please. And right, thank you. And we'll try and keep this one succinct. I believe it's Jesse May Peluso. Right, you are correct, Matt. Do you want to take a guess on the number? No, I don't want to. Oh, 1466. Okay. Let me just get there. Or 1566. Are we on the 15th? Uh, I don't have the number, Kamar. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of fucking bullshit podcast about a podcast is this? Go, just, f- go fuck yourself. Just three fucking yahoos, unprepared. Yeah. Un- Kamar's going to give us the number in a second. I read a Reddit thread this week about how on, on like, the, the subreddit. 1466. 1466. No, don't touch me. You've already touched me four times this episode, and I haven't. Air, dis- air high five. Give me the elbow. No, we're not air elbowing. Oh, air high five? Yeah. That's the whitest air, bullshit air ever. Air bump. I'm concerned wow, about no. your social distancing, boys. You better air something me. Just kick me. A little touch. Foot tap. There we go. See? Sick. Um, 1466, Jesse May Peluso. Kamar, do you want to handle this, or do you want me to handle this? Like, what are we doing here? I don't know how you describe one of the greatest Matrix moments in the, the, our show's history. And I don't know how it happened, and I don't know what you're smoking or what you're drinking. But uh, it hap- seconds happened in, right away. I was just gonna smoke. say, <laughs> not even one minute into the show. Yeah. M A G I C. 
Dark arts. <laughs> Dark arts. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We're going to get on Rogan one day, man. It's happening. And that's the probably the best thing about this podcast was the first 10 seconds. It was the only good thing about this podcast. And for anybody who missed it, J.J. Rogan. J.J. Rogan, yes. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph James, James Rogan, Rogan. Which we touched on last week. Yes, that Simon asked if you knew and then couldn't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah, that was crazy, right? When I, uh, that was crazy. Kamar couldn't wait to tell me. Yeah, I spoiled it. But it's okay. It was still amazing. It would have been more amazing had I heard it, but it was still amazing. Someone on Reddit spoiled it for me. We we discussed how Simon would probably miss it because he fast forwards through the ads. Oh, yes. Good point. It might have very well happened that way, especially, holy shit, man, especially with um, Jesse May Peluso. I don't know how you'd skip. I always skip forward, but once they talk, I hit the back 30 seconds button. Oh, yeah. No, until I I hear Joe giving his little preamble. If it's somebody I'm super interested in, I will. But if it's not. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. Listen, I, I thought that, first of all, I got very excited when Jesse May was on because I thought we were getting two alien episodes in a, in a row. Why did you think she was an alien person? Well, Jessa Reed is who I confused her with, and she's the one who thinks she was... It's not really... I guess it's aliens, but she's just kind of wonky, and she thinks that she died doing meth and was visited by... Oh, the one that was on Ari's show? Yeah, right. The, yes, I think she yes, calls yes. it Alien Academy or something. It's her whole shtick. It's uh, she like her podcast. She gives people lessons about how to but get to the next like dimension or something. No, she sounds perfectly normal. I mean, I'm not judging her. I'm just saying I got confused between her and this girl. So you were super disappointed. Then double the disappointment for and Simon. And then I remembered exactly who, who this she was. was yeah. And because I remember having this exact conversation where I said, what am I missing? Because Joey Diaz and Joe love this girl, like love her. And I just, Maybe she's got a nice clitty cat. I don't get Yeah, well, I want to throw this through the <laughs> fucking window, man. If she said that, dude, I hate that. I just call it a pussy or a fucking, call it a vagina. I don't care. You know what I mean? Call it a pussy. Call it something that we're all familiar with, but these weird little clitty cat, like that's ridiculous. Come on. Come, jump in here anytime, Kamar. I'll be honest. I just oh, think go ahead. small and cute and they feel like a fatherly instinct to take care of her. And she's nice. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. You know what? I don't know her. She could be the greatest person in the world. I should not. Uh, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't. But she's got to work on her cackle. Oh, dude! I listen to this on all sorts of speeds. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but half speed. But obviously, I, I almost want to pull it up for you so you can hear her laugh in two time. I listened on two time. It's insane, right? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Come on, you got to check it out at some point just for fun. Oh, her cackle faster is better? I don't know if it's better. Listen, I'm just going to say this. I I did my best not to hate this episode, and I didn't. I Like, you know, I don't know. She might not be my favorite person. She might not be my cup of tea, but I didn't mind their conversation. And, you know, her dad died of Alzheimer's, and I felt bad for her for that. My grandfather had it. Watched him go through it. It sucked. I don't know. 
the fact that she nearly cried on this, like not expecting to talk about it. I felt, I, I don't know. I gave her. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I just, I don't want to shit on this girl. Yeah. I don't want to shit on her either. I'll stop shitting on her. But And I always think about it. I'm like, you know what? Who the fuck are we? We have a podcast about a podcast. This girl's on Joe Rogan. Yep. We are nobody. Yeah. But I do love but shitting on people. it doesn't remove me having an opinion. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've done, we've reviewed this girl and people knew how Oh, I that's felt. what I mean. Like, that's why I'm not, is yeah. because we, the first time was like a fucking train. But break. I honestly didn't think this was oh, a bad gosh. episode. Okay. Well, let me try and find the points that brought interest to me then. Okay. Like I said, I ripped through this on two times, so it wasn't that terrible. Oh. <laughs> this made me laugh. Like, legitimately, as I was writing this note, I was like belly laughing. What if the virus, or all viruses for that matter, were passed on through farting instead of coughing? Oh, there'd be a problem at my I just, I just, yeah, I mean. Dude, we had a really sunny day this week for listeners who live outside of the Ottawa area. We had a super sunny day this week. It was like 17 or 20, whatever. So Mary, <clears throat> I'd been up editing the podcast till all hours in the morning. Mary wakes me up at like 11. She's like, it's a really nice day out. So even if you're going to sleep, like maybe come out on the back porch and like fall asleep out there, get some vitamin D, some sun, whatever. So I pull up two couch cushions. I fall asleep outside and I wake myself, the dog and Mary up with like the world's loudest, longest Joey Diaz fart. And, and Mary, <laughs> looks, girls, Mary looks right at me <clears throat> and she just mouths. The neighbors are on their patio next door. And I'm just, I was just like, oh my fucking God. And here I am sleep farting. They don't know it wasn't Mary. <laughs> just blame Chico. Sorry, just back to my farting. Yeah. Um, Imagine though, yeah, if viruses were passed through well, farting. Well, this is where I was going is that you wouldn't need any of these um, tracking systems. The government would just feed us all chalk. Why? Because every time you farted, oh, you just you'd see it, you know? It's like, have you yeah, seen, uh, have either of you seen that uh, Invisible Man movie with the Scientologist woman there um, from Peggy? Yeah, Peggy Olson. No, I haven't seen the movie. It's it's not terrible. When did you see that movie? It came out like we we had a family night pre-pandemic. No, and we bought it for nineteen ninety five. Wow! Like we were going to the movies. We got popcorn and we did the whole thing. So you now own that movie? No, no, no. You only get it for a certain amount of time. Wow, so they really got you. Yeah, we just, you know, whatever. So I guess that's how they're doing movies now, though, right? Stimulus money. Stimulus <laughs> money. Let that serve money fly, baby. That's how they're, yeah, that's how they're doing that now. That was, I meant to ask about in the Tim Pool episode, um, like, how are they making commercials right now? They're making COVID commercials. I see them all the time. Because companies still have a yearly... It's like the uh, the office episode. This is how uh, this is how a budget works, Simon. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, it takes production to make these commercials. Well, they first of all, they have a lot of B-roll stock footage. That's mm-hmm. for the most part. That's what it is. So whatever ad you were shooting before. And now that I think about it, a lot of them are just graphic based commercials, so they don't even have. Or like I said, B-roll of like a bunch of people, sta- like a doctor standing somewhere. They have so much B-roll footage of doctors nurses talking and then looking at the you know what i mean you just grab some of that mm-hmm. you throw on a graphic like you said you know bang pots for our nurses bada boom bada bang stay home in these trying times exactly did you see them chasing down those jews having the funeral in new york city the mayor had to show up 
The mayor. De, the mayor of New York. De Blasio. Yeah, he had to show up personally to be like, you guys cannot be fucking doing this. But apparently he... Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. I think the guy died from COVID as well. The guy the rabbi? who was at the funeral? or who, the rabbi. funeral it, it was, was a rabbi's funeral. Yeah. That's why there was... That's why the, the that's, whole community That's came right out. out of an Alanis song. And isn't it ironic? Um... But apparently de Blasio was like, uh, it was such a nice weekend, so he was sending his goon patrol out to find people who were breaking the rules. And then he went and broke the rule. Like, it's just, it's typical, right? But then I saw a picture of uh, Central Park. Yeah. That's not what social distancing was meant. That Like, either that was not a picture of pandemic time, or they don't get it, you know? Could be either. But I imagine, too, and this, uh, and, you know, we're so fortunate to live in a city where there's, you know, I live a, a shit ton of green space. Place, space for my neighbors, blah, blah, blah. If you got to get out of your apartment, like, you got to get out of your apartment, you know? If, I don't know if you saw the video of this guy. Uh, this I guy, get it. There's a guy I follow on Instagram. I think his name is Germ Cohen. I'm probably getting that wrong. <clears throat> He's like a professional photographer. He videotaped um, people on the New York roofs this week because that's where everyone's been going to do like workouts like it's like people running marathons on their roof guys doing calisthenics that sort of thing just like anything to get out mm -hmm. and because i mean i used to do that in new york i sat on my roof all the time imagine if you don't have a fucking balcony no one in new york has a balcony simon you're fucking crazy so i i could first of all i could never live like that so i don't even understand how that it would it gives me apoplexy thinking about being in an apartment without a balcony simon this room we're in right now is two to three times bigger than my New York apartment. No, that's impossible. It is not impossible. First of all, Simon, okay, that wall was one wall. The other wall was right here. And then it was from that wall to this wall. What? That's no joke. He's insinuating that his apartment was like... Uh, 400 square feet, if six that. Six feet by what? 10 feet? No, no, that's way more I than 10 feet. What are you, nuts? It's like 15 feet. Six feet by 15 feet? Oddly enough, Simon, super high ceilings. So they were expecting that you'd build yourself Well, like levels. if we had had the force, if we had had the foresight knowing, then maybe my stepdad could have come with me and we could have built like a bunk or something mm -hmm. to make it more. A loft. Sure, yeah. but we didn't do that. So but that's it was, crazy. How is that an apartment? Dude, what's crazier too is it was 1800 US and that was in 2006. What? A month, yeah. And there was a kitchen in there? There was a stove with about this much counter space and then a fridge. And then a closed off bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Like I had my own bathroom, but that was it. So the bathroom was just super, it was insane. So I can't. Was there a window? There was there a, window a window with bars. Well, I was on the first floor. Oh, Jesus. So yeah, there was a window with bars and that was it. I saw the street. So imagine, I'm just thinking right now, if I was stuck in New York City in that apartment, I remember one time I went to Amsterdam and I stayed in this hostel right in the red light district and my thing was on the ground floor and you're like, so there's crack people right outside and you're right. You're like Crack people. There is like a thin layer of um, drywall separating you from the outside, you yeah. know, and you would just lie there at night just like part of the conversation. <laughs> my buddy in Vancouver lived... Um, like the alley behind his house pretty much went onto East Hastings. So you could sit on his back patio and just, it was like crack alley. It was insane. You couldn't, 
you couldn't actually walk out there because there were so many syringes and Ugh. like broken glass and shit. But I remember sitting out there drinking one night and he was just like, you're about to get the craziest hour of your life. And the shit I heard in that alleyway was fucked. Insane. Anyway, back to Jesse May. Do you think there's going to be an exodus of New York City? No. I think some people are definitely, well, here, if it depends on what the new New York City looks like. Like, if it's not as fun anymore, then why are you breaking yourself to live there, you know? I mean, it'll probably... Make it a nicer place to visit than to live. This is what I'm saying. Well, no, it'll kill tourism. You get around to New York on the subway. Well, listen. No one's going to... I think we can all agree that tourism is going to take a real big hit. Well, I don't think... uh, Across the board. Who's going to fly? Who's going to do anything? I mean, listen, if they get a antidote or what do they call it? <laughs> Fucking Indiana Jones over here. <laughs> Harry Potter. Dr. Jones, where's the antidote? Um, S- Professor Snape gave me the antidote. Yeah, if they have a vaccine, I guess yeah. maybe, maybe. Well, no, that would give people the confidence to get back to normal until something new came along. No, I'll you tell know? you why. Because there's so many people that are posting memes of like, crippled African kids that are like, keep your fucking vaccine. Well, that's a whole different... uh, That's what I'm saying. So you're going to get on a plane, there's a 50-50 chance that half the people aren't fucking vaccinated or don't care to be or... Like, have you seen the dumpster fire that's going on on Bill Gates' Instagram Of course, right they now? talked, they spoke about it. I know, that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, of course. This, that was my... Um, oh, nice segue. Thank nice you. subway. My subway. Um, he's given Tom Hanks a run for his money. Well, he's also taking a fucking beat down. And <laughs> I heard somebody say something interesting the other day, like, why hasn't Tom Hanks come out to address this yet? Address what? His alleged pedophilia? Yeah, the fact that he's getting fucking bombarded by a percentage of the population who's saying bad things about this guy. And if they're not true, then come out and fucking stand up for yourself. Don't have your weird son go on internet and be like, uh, yeah, my dad's in the Illuminati. And, uh, well, I don't think he had his but the son media do that. Cover whatsoever. Don't give me that fucking a conspiracy-minded person look, I, Simon. Suck am, my fucking I'm going dick. to go home, and I'm going to start training immediately on being able to do the rock eyebrow, because that I need that for this podcast. A lot of things you need for this. Wow, you're so far. That's like your accents. <laughs> you think you're close. <laughs> think you I'm think close, you banged it out, but you it. look half-retarded. Yeah, no, that's it for <laughs> sure. That's the one, Simon. I can't. <laughs> it's like, you know, I can't do this, eh? I can't... Uh, what, the Spock hand? Yeah. Like, Mark, no, can you do the Spock hand? No matter hand? how hard I try. Uh, no, no, no. Other one over, Kamar. Yeah, there you go. Although that's good, too. Kamar can do good? them all. No, what are you... Jesus <laughs> Christ. As far as I can go. Man. What, do you have hooves? <laughs> no, I mean, everything else. I mean, No, other than your trigger, trigger finger. finger. I'm very flexible in my hand. Like, I can pull my thumb back all the way to my arm. Can you do that? I don't know. No, sure. probably not. No. You but I'm not flexible. I, like, I'm not flexible at all. But, Simon, there's been no public allegations against Tom Hanks. Thank so you. There's nothing for him to defend. Yeah. Simon wants him to preemptively defend. No. Kate, there have been no allegations. You are correct. But, listen, this guy has a publicist. He's not oblivious to what's going on out there in the world. Simon. And this dude's being lambasted Simon, and I'm by- certain his publicist is like... If you go on Instagram and respond to any of these pedophilia... No, his publicist is just like, yeah, Tom, just go on Instagram and, nuts. and leave a picture of a glove and then sign your name with an X. That'll keep them all guessing. I think he's dead. 
I think he's dead. And it's a weekend at Bernie's type of scenario. And that's why he can't defend himself or would defend himself. Well, how did he do Saturday Night Live then? That was a uh, body clone? Double. Surrogate. Uh, body double and that's why, that's why... His, body double or clone, yeah. Come on. That's <laughs> why his monologue was so brutal. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. Because that AI you guys keep talking about, it's not there yet. It doesn't Still quite got, have Tom well, listen, Hanks down. I don't know if they were planning on rolling it out yet, or again, we're just taking advantage of a situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like that uh, Trump bot. It's Another the Trump bot. Remember, I spoke to the economy on the. F- I just got off the phone with the economy. <laughs> it told me there's many jobs, great oh, jobs, right, Steve yeah, Jobs. Right, yeah. What's that, Kamar? Another Tom they talked about a lot was Tom Cruise. And I'd love to hear what he thinks about all this right now. Yeah. He's against drugs. Dude, it would be amazing to get a Scientology view of uh, COVID. I'd very much like to hear that. Like, what are they saying? Are they saying that have no fear, Xenu will make everything right? No, it's just people with too many feloms in their body or whatever it is, felams or... Um. COVID they probably can't, don't believe it exists. Xenu was the best I could do. That's the, the name of their god. But it, Well, no, uh, that's wh- the evil lord that put everyone in the volcano. the volcano, whatever. It um, made me look up the interview between uh, Tom Cruise and Matt Lauer, and it's so surreal knowing what we know now. Well, how about the Oprah on the couch? Well, the Oprah was just insanity, <clears throat> but that didn't get into the intensity Tom has over being against drugs, yeah. psychiatry, all these things. No, no. I- psychiatry is such a weird, that's such a weird flex. I just don't get that one. Well, because they don't want anybody feeding you rational thought. You know what I mean? Because if they, if you start questioning under like, yeah, uh, I get it. you can't go to therapy. Well, yeah, because your therapist will be like, you're giving how much money to the, who? The therapist would be like, okay, I have a plan. First step, get the fuck out of Scientology, <laughs> yeah. you know? You can't afford both of us. <laughs> Except your psychologist is probably covered by your insurance if you have it. I don't know how. Scientology certainly isn't. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Imagine you could write off Scientology. Yeah. I'm t- actually, you know, they probably do that because it's a religion. So of course they do. Tax deductible. All. All. I don't know anything. I don't know what's tax deductible. Kamara looks like his head's going to explode. So they were talking about the uptick in suicide during the um, the uh, COVID thing. Pandemic. Yeah, which is a, a fact. Well, okay, I, Joe keeps doing this where he's like, you know, all these people are dying, but like all these people aren't dying from car crashes. And like, we got to get the economy back on. I'm like, Joe, I, I'm all for you. The economy matters. We need to get it up and running again. But he keeps forgetting that like the whole idea of self-quarantine was so that the hospitals didn't get overrun. All those people that normally die of heart attack, of car accidents, of gunshot wounds, of whatever, they wouldn't be getting any care and would definitely die if all the hospitals were overrun. So the whole idea of this quarantine... Oh, no, I think Joe gets it. I think he's very much like... uh, There's times where I agree with you. I think everybody's at the point, me included. Like, listen, I'm a proponent of staying home. I've said that all along. I I see this is the way you got to do it. But I, I look if 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 I had a business right now, I would be getting fucking antsy. You know what I, I mean? Fully agree. Watching my everything I've built go down in smoke. Like I get why people want to get the fuck out there and get try and get this thing rolling again. At the same time, I think it's too early, and I think we've come so far in this thing. We've already done the damage. It would be even worse now to 
try and fail. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, if we pull the shoot now, why bother? Why Why even start? It was all for naught. I we agree. might as well have just done what Kamar said and run headlong into this. We've come this far. Don't like, don't let, um, don't let nice weather and people's the, bad fucking This is attitudes. what I'm saying. We got to keep our heads and yeah. we got to be, we got to think right about this. And I can see it's, like Missouri, they were the ones who wanted to open or somewhere down there. Um, Georgia? Somewhere. I don't remember where, but they were about to do it or had just done it. And then there was a huge uptick in. Well, so of course there was. They're rolling back now. So <clears throat> everyone got haircuts and everyone got sick. Something like that. I don't know what they're, uh, what they deemed essential and what they didn't. Like Matt, would the, you believe? Oh. No, no, go ahead, Kamar. What I what? Sorry, Matt, would you believe me if I told you? That uh, hospitals in America are starting to experience lots of layoffs. Uh, would I believe you? I mean, I would assume that you have some sort of number to back that up, and that you're not just <laughs> spitting out bullshit. No, I could just send you a bunch of articles of hospitals that are laying people off. Tell them not why. Busy enough with the COVID. Okay. Not being overwhelmed. I mean, New York City is one specific example where it is overrun. But on the whole, nothing's being overrun. And like that's because says, of what we've done. Right? Uh, like, we're all... This is the thing. is believe, yeah. It's a weird thing to sit there and be angry that hospitals aren't overrun. That's what was supposed to happen. Like, no, this is, this is going to be the problem from now until the end of time, is that the people will say, oh, it wasn't as bad as it was. And the other people will say, well, we social distanced, so of course it wasn't as bad as it was. Till the end of time. It was exactly the way it was supposed to be because we did social distance. And how terrible would it have been if we all just fucking went to the beach? I mean, who knows? This thing isn't even over yet, so we'll fucking, you know. That's just it. Like, everybody's getting really cavalier right now. And I can see it outside. Like, as as I was coming here, I can see... even, well, nice where, even be. where there was six feet between people in the line outside the liquor store, now there's three feet. Like, people are just lax. And oh, I know. It's going to take another upswing, and, and that sucks to, like, get people to smarten back up, you know? Or, you or I'm wrong. to have confidence that we did his right. I don't know anymore, man. I, I don't know. Like I said, I could flip to a different type of Simon right now where I just get really depressed and um, it all seems for naught. One thing I felt weird about her is when she was complaining about flying. And it's like, you're a comedian. What? That's what it is. Like, Well, that's the best it is. If you're really successful, that's what I'm saying. That's the best it is. So what I'm saying is like her complaining about that. That's a first world comedian problem. Most people are most people are schlepping in their fucking 1992 Honda Civic to like a shit gig in a shit town. They didn't want to play for shit money. And she's like, oh, I'm flying all over the country is so, you know, fuck off. And what what else is her option if she wants to be a comedian? Yeah. Well, I come on. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. You'd kill to be in her position of course i i I don't know maybe maybe if i get there i'll find out i fucking hate it because i'm just too old to weather it you know what i mean like she's younger than me and it's her time to have to put up with it but i know other comedians once they get bigger really cut down that because they hate it so much yeah but kamar you're still out there having threesome slinging good dick i don't see you i don't see you being burnt out for the by the road for like another especially if you hit it big like kevin hart big 
Dude, I could well, see that, you. That's a whole different story, but uh, a lot of people talk about how lonely it is on the road. Yeah, but you'd bring us. Well, wow, big long minutes. pause there. Okay, all right. I'll remember that. Fair the enough. Three of us in a hotel room? Well, that couldn't go wrong. Well, I jerk you, you jerk Simon, Simon jerks me. It's all... Head to toe, head to toe. There you go. Someone's still getting a dick in the butt. Ugh, interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> Jesse May, you have anything else there, Jessie Simon? Jesse May. What were, I was about to say something about her. I forget now. They got into the cult in Waco. Did you watch Waco on uh, Netflix? I assume I you did, Kamar, yeah. And it's interesting because it'll lead into the next guest, but like what conversations they had before going in, in their, their reaction, you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Like how could they have had sane conversations, making sure their utmost concern was saving as many lives as possible. And it ended up the way it did. Just, I, I mean, maybe it was planned. Maybe it was a human error. Maybe, you know. I just think it was a, just a bunch of gung-ho cops. Like, what's the expression never put towards conspiracy, which you can assign to human error? So it's something like that. You know what I mean? Like, don't try and make a conspiracy out of something that... That could easily just be someone fucking up. Fucking up, up yeah. exactly. And I think... Because we fuck up all the time. This could definitely be an either-or case, right? Maybe they did go in with the intention of getting rid of this guy because he had gotten out of control in their acid experiment or whatever. Or it could have been a case where you just have, you know, these are human beings who have their fingers on triggers. And if they thought they saw a gun, like, I don't think that's the case, but to play Diablo Avocado, you know? Imagine, too. Especially it's the attention after 14 days. Well, and imagine, too, everyone's having... A bad week. This is the perfect storm where everyone's having a bad week. I mean, in this case, knowing what we know about Ruby Ridge and having that happen just before, you got to think that this was not human error and this was a very well planned out um, whatever. But again, uh, you know, that's not to say that it couldn't have been. And they didn't have any evidence of people being hurt. In the, branch, the, in the Branch Davidians, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the big thing was just the modification of guns. And the child abuse. But they, they had no evidence. No, I, 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 I understand that. I'm just saying. Listen, they say that they found grenades. Like, who knows if they even did, you know? Maybe they just used that as the excuse to get in there in the first place. Anyways. Anyways. Um, they talked about Shia, Shia LaBeouf for a while. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And uh, right now, man. They will not uh what is it? He will not divide us. He will was that what it was? Yeah, that was the whole internet. And the finding yeah. the flag and yeah. the blah blah blah. Yeah. That story is Matt's Joe Rogan story. Yes, yeah. Well, he's not or telling it, so it's all good. No, no, you can just go to Internet Historian and search They Will Not Divide Any Us. Fan knows. Could you guys live on potatoes? Yeah. Oh. What's that, Matt, what's that Matt Damon movie where the, he's... The Martian. Yeah, The Martian. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, that movie had its flaws for sure. Of um, course. But that was the one part that I liked was the potato because it really got you like to that point where you felt 
him eating the potato. Well, and especially when they were like, so we did the math now and you can actually only eat <laughs> one half a potato. Like a day. he was dying on the fucking and two, potato. And when two, he's, when he's like, looks into the, when he looks dead into the camera and right. he goes, I'm now officially out of ketchup. Ketchup. That was the big one. Yeah. Because like, now you're you, just eating, but just it's just dry starch. potato, yeah, yeah. no you salt. You definitely need a condiment with potatoes. Oh, you need at least salt and pepper at the fucking bare minimum. So I, uh, that's actually a book, The Martian. Yeah, you were telling me, yeah. And uh, it's like his diary, the guy. He, it's like his log while he's okay, up there. gotcha. So he gives so many numbers, you know what I mean? He's constantly telling you, telling you, telling you how he did things, but he's giving you all the math. So fucking boring. Like the movie at least was good like that. They took that part out of well, it. They'd have to. Of course, you of cannot, course. Oh, a math-based movie. Please tell me more. But uh, yeah, the movie had all sorts of issues, but it was fun. I liked it. I liked it too. Yep. Obviously him flying off Mars in an open container. <laughs> like I said, issues. With a tarp over the fucking thing. Issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was neat. Um, Mar, do you have anything else for Jesse May? Again, her talking about her dad. That was heartbreaking. That was tough. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I could have an emotional connection. She just seemed like the ultimate cheerleader. Maybe it was the sexual tension between them. But I think I remember one time when Joe was talking about everyone getting out of LA and moving to Arizona. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I moved to Arizona. And then he was like, yeah, but it gets hot there. She's like, yeah, forget Arizona. And I was like, what are we doing here? Oh my God, Simon, I forgot to plug the camera in and it stopped recording. Another week of no YouTube. <laughs> uh, you can put a clip on. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. And you could start it up again when we take our break, if you want. Yeah. Well, Don't I guess be I'll, so hard on yourself. I'll just Perfect post the second All half. I know about this podcast, and I swear to you, this is the absolute truth. At one point, it felt like they were wrapping up. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, thank the Lord. And I looked down at the screen to stop the thing. Like I was going to skip the last and 15 minutes. it was like minutes. an hour. One twenty-nine. Yeah, this was a long And one. I was just like, what in the holy fuck is going on here? And then I had another hour and 20 whatever minutes. I was just like, ugh. So everything after that was, I, I went to two times. And that's when I heard the uh, two-time laugh. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing in two-time. And I'm... Here. Yeah, her laugh on two time. Do you want to talk into the mic? No, I'm showing you. Okay, I, I, I saw you. I believe you did. I'm telling you, I listened on two time and it was, the whole thing was pretty heinous. Too uh, long. Oh, this is... Way too long. I thought this was interesting and this is just kind of me extrapolating on a small point they talked about. But now that we know about Manson, we know about um, the Unabomber. We know about uh, Sirhan Sirhan, possibly, and all of these acid experiment people. It makes you like kind of look back through history, and you're like, "Shit, how many? How how long have they been doing this for? How many people have they done this to? Like, now that we know that part of their game plan was to." Uh, discredit certain movements by using acid to fuck people up royally. Um, I started thinking like uh, the John Lennon assassination, mm -hmm. like that one fits perfectly into it because there's a counterculture guy who was like yeah. fighting yeah. hard and yeah. anti-war. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I There's a lot of re-examination to do, I think. <laughs> Well, no, because the Manson one is important, and I'll tell you why. Because that one had been built into our psyche and into the um, fabric, the history as one thing, 
You know what I'm saying? That we were all, it, it frightened us in a different way. And now we're finding out that we should be frightened for a whole different reason, you know? Anyhow. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with I you. I, I just can't. I got annoyed with him telling her about the Manson stuff because we had already listened about Yeah, it yeah. I mean. And I felt like she kept trying to finish his sentences instead of listening to what he was saying. Well, you know what? I felt bad for Joe because I always ride him for stuff like this, but like he's, we're, I do this too. We all do this. You've read a book and then you just regurgitate it to everyone you fucking. Of course. <clears throat> That's human nature, man. I know. And Joe, you know, Joe unfortunately has, does four, four or five podcasts Matt, a week. That is where... the reason why we do this podcast because I came to you yeah, after yeah, yeah, listening yeah, to things and would not stop talking about them. I get it. You know? I'm just, I'm, my point is just, you know, I, I ride on him and we ride on him because he, you know, we, he was on the Native American tip for a fucking yeah. three months yeah. and now he's on this. We often forget that Joe is just a human. That's it. Is just he a, though? Another chimp like is the he? rest of us. Um, have you guys heard, I know Kamar has, but have you ever heard the uh, theory that Westworld is based on uh, Epstein's ranch in, shit, where is it, Kamar? Somewhere in the States. Westworld the show? Yeah, the that idea of uh, robot sex, that part of it, not the them getting out of control and killing everyone, but the concept of mm. getting, it's like the Matrix. But Michael Crichton wrote Westworld in like the early 80s, didn't he? A big supporter of uh, big supportee of supportee of uh, Epstein. He was big into science books, and I'm just hypothesizing here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you think in the 80s he was into Epstein, or Epstein was into him? I, it's not impossible that. They Are you saying that Epstein other? based his island on Westworld? Is that what you're saying, or Westworld is based on Epstein? Correct. Westworld. Correct. To which Ep Westworld is based on Epstein. Even though it was written on potentially in ranch. the 80s. Well, it was probably written in the 80s because it was like the, maybe that was the blueprint that he used. I don't, I don't know. Oh, fair enough. That's possible, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, that's not the important part of the story. Though, oh, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, the important part of the story is that there's a ranch somewhere in the States that's owned by Jeffrey Epstein where you can was go owned by Jeffrey and Epstein. fuck robots. Cool. Well, at least he's fucking. At least they're fucking robots and not kids, right? That's the positive aspect of the story. Well, these are the adults. They don't fuck any normal adults. Only robotic adults and real life children. Yeah, but okay, oh, forget it. Let's get off. Look at Kamar's mind is blown right now. No, um, I, I thought I thought we were wrapping this up on oh, my last comment, and. Uh, <laughs> My body's telling me I got to do something. <laughs> okay, so go. It's fine. Oh, rate it, Kamar. Rate the episode then. Uh, I just didn't feel this episode. I give it a two. All right. Fair enough. Simon? I give this episode a three. With a question mark. Yeah, three with a question mark. All right. I give it a 2.5. So we're all uh, we're all in the same range and ballpark. And we don't have to talk about this, but I'm just going to leave you with this on this episode before we take a short break. Um, Go ahead, Kamar. Maybe Scientology mm -hmm. was a giant psyop, an acid experiment, and Elron was the recipient who got out of control. All right. We're going to take I a break. I didn't wait for that. We're going to take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. 
Guys, this episode is brought to you by StompingGround.ca. Stomping Ground is a local menswear boutique located in Ottawa. They're at the corner of First and Bank. They have one of the most beautiful shops I have ever been in. You could perform surgery on this place. It is crisp. It is clean. Uh, unfortunately, they are currently closed due to COVID. So we wanted to send them some love. If you go to StompingGround.ca right now, you can still shop at their online store. Uh, and if you sign up for their mailing list right now, you will get 10% off your first order. Uh, they have a ton of great uh, brands in there. They have APC, uh, Carhartt Whip, uh, Ex Machina, um, Nike, all sorts of stuff. Nudie Jeans, Patagonia, Raised by Wolves. Like I said, go check out their website, stompingground.ca. Um, those guys are the best. Tell them we sent you. Sign up for the mailing list. Get that 10% off. Go help them out. All right, guys, before we get back to the show, I just quickly wanted to address Onnit. Uh, we got an email from Onnit this week telling us that they had run out or that they're running low on Alpha Brain. Um, so if you did use our code and you got an email saying you can't get it, we are very, very sorry. We do thank you guys so much. Uh, there's nothing we could really do. It's a mix up on their end. Um, we hope you can understand, obviously, during these tough times, that's probably going to happen. I don't think they're a huge company, uh, but we are very, very sorry. So like we said, if you did go to Onnit and you did get the free Alpha Brain trial using our code, we thank you so much. Um, we hope when this thing's cleared up, you guys go back and try it again. Um, but yeah, sorry for that mix up. Back to the show. All right. Welcome back. Um, thank you, sponsors. Sorry that there's most likely not a first half YouTube. My bad. My bad. Didn't plug in the old camera. Taking the, L on, the name. taking the L on that one. We should have said the name. <laughs> so, Kamar, just, are we recording now? Yeah. Okay, forgot it. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to him later. Give me a name and a number, please. Well, let me get to the page. Hold on. 1467 Jack Carr. Go. Kamar, are you ready to rate it? Normally, normally I don't like these guys. Let's just start by saying we all respect the military. Yeah, of course. Okay, yep. let's get that out of the way. And I'm sorry to step on your feet there, or your toes there. Come on, go ahead. I was going to say, normally I don't like these guys, but um, the fact that uh, this guy wasn't um, a recovered like Navy SEAL turned thrill seeker, which I find most of them are, or a photojournalist or something, the fact that he became a fiction writer... I just, I, I don't know. I just found him very interesting. Almost like a Chuck Planick, Navy <sighs> former Navy SEAL. It was just too much talking about writing process and then about hunting and then about uh, what other things were there? MMA? Like, I don't even know. It was just, I don't know. I had a really hard time with this episode. Well, the most interesting thing is he's working on his fourth novel and it's about uh, outbreak pandemic. <laughs> And it's his. All his books have already been co-opted into movies too, eh? Yeah, like he's a great he's a great great writer because of his attention to detail and his ability to transfer his experience into fiction. Yeah, I don't know. It just spoke to me. Yeah, the no, highlight for, for me was when um, he broke down what happened when they tried to um, free the hostages in Iran. Because I, I don't think young people remember, but it used to be a lot of hijacking and a lot of terrorism, and there were these special forces. 
way back when with bases off uh, islands with uh, double agents or secret agents on the ground in Iran in the 70s. Like, who knows what they have now? Because he was talking about how the forces had to convene to go do the rescue, and that made them say, we can't do this anymore. We have to have a one-stop shop special force, the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was I guess that was interesting. <clears throat> it's just it was just knowledge you guys knew already, I guess. Well the last Navy SEAL who was on told us all about this, no? I suppose there was some repetition. I also believe just the way this guy's a writer, he's able to describe and uh, articulate the best of any uh soldier I've had on. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I guess maybe. But I mean, Kamar, it, it's interesting you say that because he didn't really talk much about his experiences at war at all in this. So to say he can articulate, I mean, I haven't read any of his books. Well, he wrote about it. So I know, I get it. They got picked up. Yeah, it. I understand that. He's pulling a whole, well, you'll have to read the book, Joe. But, um, sorry, well, you'll have to read the book, Joe. Which Joe did, but backwards. He wrote, read the third one first. Yeah, which is always fun. I mean, uh, listen, you know. I just didn't find this episode wildly exciting, as I normally don't find these former military guys that exciting. They almost always talk about hunting. Yeah. Um, and I felt... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I just felt this guy was really, uh, in a liberating way, anti-government. And it was interesting when he was talking about how there was a time when they had um, sort of established that laws had to be very understandable. And it makes sense, like you, for the layman. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I thought it was. In, sorry. No, go on. Um, because he was saying that you know when you get in your car and drive to work, you've already broken three laws. You know what I mean? That's how many crazy, useless laws there are still in existence right now. Yeah. Well, I also think even then, I think he also means, you know, you break three laws and that you're most likely going to go a mile, a kilometer over the speed limit. You're probably not going to come to a full stop at a stop sign. You're, you know. You're probably going to wear a sweater on Tuesday. Well, I get it. Some of the archaic ones. Yeah, maybe you're dancing with a horse. But even if we look at like um, Bill C-16 in our neck of the woods, if you read it, it's not straightforward, cut and dry. It's confusing. What the hell is Bill 16? C-16. It's the one that Jordan Peterson was fighting. That's the one, Kamar. Misgendering people. Yeah. Well, that was a part of it. Human rights violation. That was a part of it, yeah. Part of it, yeah. Um, I mean, Kamar, they're written by lawyers, so it has to be complex. The the, the language is, it's almost in a different language. But it, it shouldn't be. Because it applies to the layman more so than anyone else. Well, yes and no, because it's always debated in a court of law in their language. So, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. We, the people, should understand the laws that we're up against, especially considering there's a, a so many of them. I get, I get what you're saying, for sure. And our elected officials shouldn't make laws that we voted them in don't understand. Well, I think they, for the most part, don't understand them. I mean, some of the bills that get passed in Congress are, you know, 1200 pages and they pass them overnight so there's no way anyone could have possibly read digested and understood them and this guy was pretty sure that's the way they like it 
And we know that ton of, tons of them are snuck in amongst other good things that people never even see, right? Uh, yeah, they, they always pile shit on. Again, that's why poker, that's why you can't play poker stars in the States right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, they we, tacked it onto some, yeah, this, I've mentioned yeah. it a million times. Um, I learned something on this podcast that one month a year you can fly from Alaska to Russia and it cuts down the trip by like substantially. The trip to where? From Alaska to Russia. Okay, is that a hot ticket? No, but I guess the rest of the year you have to fly the other way around the world. But this one month, for some reason, you can fly. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make any sense because when you fly like uh, Toronto to London, you fly over the North Pole. So why why can't you fly over wherever they're talking about during the rest uh, of the year? You'd have to ask this guy, man. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't so interesting. Maybe I should do some <laughs> background research into it. Well, listen, I'm not going to lie. I was blown away when I found out that we were flying over the North Pole. I was like, what do you mean? I thought we flew over the fucking ocean. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, sometimes you fly over the ocean. Well, it depends where you're flying. Yeah, but my point was like, I'm telling you, Toronto to London, they were like, it's faster if you fly over the North Pole. It's a shorter distance. I mean, that's not the trip you take, though. You go over the ocean. No, you don't. I'm telling you, I flew there and we went over the North Pole. Okay, well, when you fly to Paris, you go over the ocean. So I don't know why it would be different. You might be wrong, though. Well, I've done the flight, so I know that I did it. Maybe you we definitely didn't fly over the North Pole. No, 100% no. Where's my phone? Get, pull your phone out. Okay. Fucking Google this okay. ASAP. Kamar, you should be on this too. You're just sitting there in La La Land. Yeah. We need you. You're the Google guy. What uh, What do you want me to Google? How Flights how that you... fly over the North Pole. That's what you want me to Google? Yes. Flights? Major flights over the North Pole. Or major flight paths over the North Pole. Yeah, that one. That's the one I want to go with. No, it's too late. What are you, I'm going with okay. your first one. Fine. Flights Fine. that fly Fine. over North Fine. Pole. Fine. What does it say? I'm checking for you. A polar route. Uh, hey, there we go. Okay, but that doesn't mean that every flight that I goes to... I didn't say every to, flight. Just keep going. Keep but going. every flight that goes to London, you said, goes over the North oh, Pole. Oh, I said most of them. from. I said from Toronto. Just go. Term polar route was originally applied to the great circle navigation routes. That's not telling me anything, though. Hold on. <sighs> This is terrible. Why airplanes sometimes fly over the North Pole? Yes. Yes, yes. That's the one. <laughs> this that's is the, the worst podcast ever. No, no. We've done worse. <coughs> but for okay, so we've done worse. Hundred P. Kamar, can you get on this fast? Instead of flying west over North America and the Pacific, the plane turns due north and arcs up over the North Pole before descending down over Russia and China into Hong Kong. It's surprisingly faster by around two hours. So that's to get to Hong Kong. I'm, hmm. I'm, let me find out about uh, London for you. Hold it's on. fine. Who gives a shit? You know what? I'll do it for the post, Joe. How about that? We all know you won't. No. What did you just do to your phone? Wow. It's just weird. It's a stupid phone. Um, the uh, bear hunting dogs, you know, the Akitas? Those are fucking cool dogs. That's always the dog I wanted growing up. But then I found out that they're like impossible to I manage. I was going to say, but now so you're an old, now you're a man. Why don't you get one? Because now I have a tiny out, yeah. little fucking, um, I've gone a totally different direction. Well, it happens. Boston Terrier. So Kamar, what did you find so interesting about this guy? Other than his, was it just the, 
the fiction writer thing. I mean, I'll agree I with also, you. I also thought it was interesting how he discussed, is there a difference between torture and making someone feel uncomfortable? We talk about tactical interrogations and stuff like that. Like, and how when we think about what you do or what they do and complain about it. Well, here's the weird thing. I remember Tim Kennedy saying, like, it's not torture because guys that know how to get around waterboarding won't tell you anything if you waterboard them. And I remember thinking at the time, then why bother doing it? Because you might have a weak spirited person, brittle spirit, as some say. Well, he was saying that they waterboard the uh, cadets when they fuck up during uh, Hell Week. Yeah, which is crazy, I think. I mean, I guess it, whatever, it trains you for what you're... I mean, I think the idea behind not torturing people is that if we all agree, no one's going to torture anyone. But we know that's not the case, so... Well... Like, even if you agreed to that, you really think then China would not torture people or Russia would not torture people? I'm just saying, listen, the North Korea, the reason that everyone does it is also because they're like, well, you guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to lead by example for the most part. So if you're going to torture people, then guess what? Everyone's like, fuck this. I mean, I guess there are just certain situations where you need the information you need and to hell with. Um, I mean, listen, rights. I'm certain that torture has kept us safe where I don't know it, but it seems barbaric to me, I guess. So this guy, yeah, I mean, I agree. But. Kamar? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like you said, if it saves a bunch of lives, I, I feel like it's it's just, but I I feel like it's, uh, you have to display, it's sort of like the, um, us quarantining if it affects us, you know what I mean? If it would make a difference. These people would slit your children's throat if they had a chance, and you're worried about whether they're comfortable during the interrogation process? Yeah, well, I never thought about it. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Simon, is like they're not they're not close to slitting my family's throat. So But okay, the guys that they're taking are because they I don't know, let's say they flew a plane into a World Trade Center or something and they got this guy. Like that guy just killed a ton of people. They don't happen to be your relatives, but they could have just as easily been. But I guess my problem is you being a conspiracy minded person would probably argue that it was all a fucking CIA job anyway. So really, the CIA did something so that they could go over and torture a bunch of people. Okay, so take, I know that makes but, you uncomfortable. But pick but. another scenario. Like it, they can't all be. Um, there must be times when you need information from somebody who did do something wrong. I mean, listen, we They're always need information, but like, ups. okay, but then my question to you is, where do you draw the line? So like, obviously, are you willing to kill someone's family for information? I don't know. Is there a line during war? Like, I understand there are rules, but rules to war? I mean, that always confused me. Well, that was another interesting point he brought up about how they have to have conversations about what's going to happen if they're in action and someone kills one of their buddies and then they capture them. And of course, your first reaction is to go blow them in the head and get retribution. But when the shit hits the fan, we don't have time to make decisions. We have to know exactly what we're going to do before time. It just, I thought it was really interesting and never, maybe I got blocked out by all the other guys talking about hunting and gun rights and whatever that I couldn't hear what they're saying. But it really made me think. Uh, yeah, I, but I didn't hate how organized. I didn't hate the time he was talking about that kind of stuff. That was just few and far between on the uh, like the process on writing and yes, hunting. Yes, yes, 
So like that, that, that was clunky. Like that's seventy percent of this episode. Well, it's ironic because it goes back to we recorded that throwback two days ago, and I said I fucking hate when people talk about their craft. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's this guy just moaned on, and I was like, I cannot believe. Well, the very first thing they talked about was the book, the craft of war, or the war of writing. You know, the one Joe yeah. gave out. Like yeah, that yeah. was like this guy's mentor or whatever. I don't know, man. Um, it was more of Joe asking, though. I, I don't feel this guy was going on and on about it. Joe was fascinated, it seemed like. Sure. No, listen. Ask about it. Yeah, I get it. I mean. Uh, I don't care how it happens. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kamar, I just, I, you know, whether Joe asked or not, I, I feel like you can just give quick, concise answers. Like, ah, I don't know. So did you guys know? And again, I probably should have checked this because I'm just taking this guy's word on it. And maybe I heard wrong. But he said Magnum P.I. was the first TV show to have the lead character kill an unarmed man. In retribution, I think. In retribution. He shoots him as he's walking away. There's no way an African-American character wasn't shot without a gun. In any television show before that, no fucking way. I refuse. Well, to maybe it that. was in Retribution. Maybe that by was a hero. The, uh... By a hero. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I thought that was a very weird thing to bring up. It seemed like a very interesting, even to have that as like a talking point. Seemed like how did that come up? What? That Magnum PI killed the first. I really don't remember. See, but like very it definitely did. I agree, but yeah. that's what I'm. It seems yeah, like I'm an not, odd I'm talking sure, point, yeah. right? Like, what was the segue to that? I don't know. Yeah, what was the subway to that? I don't know. Um, do you guys, you know, how uh, they were talking about fate and whether you they believed in fate? And sorry, Matt. And I was wondering, like, um, I know I've asked this before. If you think that you can, like. Um, it, wish, I, I guess is a bad word, but like wish something into existence. Like it, when you think about somebody and then they call you. Um, and then I started thinking, well, you know how in physics, uh, when you watch something, it changes the experiment. That's the, like, as you watch a photon, it does something different than it does when you're not watching it. That's okay. like one of the big things in uh, quantum okay. physics. Fair enough, yeah. And I just thought if you take that theory and apply it to this, it might make perfect sense, you know, like because you're thinking about it's kind of like watching something in an experiment. And by watching it, you're changing it. And by thinking about these people, you're somehow altering fate a tiny little bit. Well, do you believe in fate? I think I do. Yeah, I think I believe that there's some weird shit going on in the universe. Kamar? Well, if you look at this guy's story, you got to believe in fate. I mean, it could just be coincidence, no? I just, I don't know, I listen to what makes him such a great writer that he's got movies coming out and then his fourth book happens to be about a pandemic during a pandemic. He just seems so many things fell into place for this guy. Mm-hmm. But who knows, maybe his book about a pandemic won't actually sell well during a pandemic. Maybe people, maybe it's too in our face right now. Well, I don't think it's coming out now. I think he's even if it comes even it. if it comes out post, you know what I mean? There, dude, we might be flooded with pandemic books, and this guy well, it might listen, be a big flop. Forget even that part. This guy has just his story of even getting to where he is right now, where he gets out of the army. He already knows he wants to write this thing. All of a sudden, it gets bought by who? Brad Pitt? No, it was. Uh, I know Chris Pratt. 
Chris yeah. Pratt. Is that who bought the rights to it? I thought somebody yeah. bought the rights right away. Optioned it. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. Chris Pratt. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but I mean, as far, Matt, just to go back to your initial question about whether I believe in fate, as far as like uh, thinking about somebody and then having them phone, you know, that type of thing. I also believe, too, that when you're thinking about somebody, you're noticing more things. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, if you... Uh, Can I give you an example? Sure. Have you ever heard... Have you ever... Have you ever heard a word for the first time or someone uses a word you've never heard and then you look it up and then you, for some reason, a word you've never heard, you hear like five times that week? Yeah, or a hundred times sure. that week. Well, I mean a hundred, but you know what I mean? Like you hear it enough where you're like, how is this word I've never, ever heard in my 36, yeah. 37, four, whatever years of living and now all of a sudden in casual conversation, four other people have heard it. You know, it's... Again, is that exactly. fate or no, is no, that no, no, just... No. That's probably because now you have that word in your head, so you're noticing it more. But that's not to say that the first time you heard it was because again, what makes you fate. think... But again, know. what makes you... Th like, why didn't you notice it before? Like, I mean, again, uh, you know, maybe... Know, but that's man. why fate is a thing where maybe you only notice it when it matters, whereas... Yep, that's possible. I mean, listen, if I believe in the simulation, then I guess I can't believe in fate. Or you have to believe in fate. No, because again, we've spoken about it's this. It's all preordained. No, no, because in my simulation, it's the idea is that you're just letting the thing loose. Mm -hmm. It's to simulate what would happen if, yeah, no, you know, I, if you did X. I understand. So That's, you can't have fate. You need well, the opposite of fate. Again, that could be the way you think the simulation is running. And really, the people running the simulation are so smart that they're giving you this illusion of that. And really... Everything sure. is I fate. guess it could be either way, but I'm just saying in the way I the way I looked at the simulation was that we were running it to figure out some shit. Like if we change X, what happens then? You know, if we if we eliminate frogs from the ecosystem, what happens? Just a simple thing like that. Mm -hmm. Butterfly effect. <clears throat> sure. If we mention the whistleblower's name. There we go. Will we be taken off YouTube? Well, that's not really fate. But anyways, um, virus on a submarine. That's a bad place to be. Uh, well, it depends the virus again. Well, COVID. Well, that, sure. Or a good, or, or a good place to be well, to be quarantined. Well, I'll just say the name of that movie would be Seasickness. And did you see that the astronauts there? There's a astronaut uh, mission going to space right now. Like this is the best time to go the fuck to space. Yeah. No viruses out there. Or not this, not this one, anyways. Yes and no, though, because you have to come back at some point. And imagine you come back to a seriously depleted. Oh like, yeah, that would be crazy. But or they just go to the space station and then figure out a way to get from there to Mars. Okay, okay. I'm thinking in realistic terms. You have to come back and think about Chris Hetfield or Hatfield, whatever he was. Remember, he mentioned he had to be in. Uh, almost quarantine but like he couldn't use his legs he had to learn yeah, to walk yeah, yeah, you know like sure. imagine having to do that at a, a depleted and level then where to eat all those potatoes like it's going to be tough for them man. <laughs> yeah to eat all those potatoes you're a, you're a funny guy Simon. that's all i got for this uh unless you guys want to kind of try and come up with a couple more titles for my uh virus on a submarine movie um the hunt for no deep water aids <laughs> It doesn't have the same uh, catchiness as seasickness, but I like it. Agreed. Snakes on a submarine? Yours is more candy. Oh, well, that's done. <laughs> done deal. <laughs> Snakes on a submarine. I like it. All right. I don't know. Kamar, do you have anything? I mean, you you, you were the one that clearly enjoyed this guy the most, so. 
Yeah, and I agree with you about uh, the beginning was clunky and sort of the um, we described when he described about um, getting the book published. I thought I was going to lose my mind, but then all of a sudden, I found myself finding it super interesting. Till at the end, when they start talking about vehicles, and then they lost me. But for some reason, that one little bit really uh, hit me. So the beginning was clunky. The end was clunky. The middle was possible. Well, uh, really possible for me, though. I, I don't know. One of the mo more interesting uh, conversations of the week, aside from Tim Pool. Wow, really? Well, I mean, considering I all the conversations I mean, were, we're shit. It's we're a talking real... about uh, yeah. the sandwich meat there is Jesse May Peluso's, so... But that's just me and my crazy opinion. No, no. I mean, listen. And you're entitled to it, Kamar. All your crazy opinions. Kamar, I'll give you this. As far as the ex-military guy goes, this came. This guy came with more than the normal. Insight. I don't know. Just thoughtfulness. I'd rather hear war stories, though. We, but we've all said they none of them talk about war stories, really. That's true. War stories are to be spoken with other guys who've been at war. I get it, but this guy wrote books about war stories. If there was anybody who was going to come on and give us a couple of fucking doozy um, little situations, you know Again, what I mean? You, Simon, you're forgetting. Buy the book. Well, that's bullshit, yeah. man. You gotta, if that's absolutely. what you're you doing, the then book. get the, buy the fuck book. out of here because I'm never reading your book. Well. And if you want me to even follow you on Instagram, I'm going to need a little more than this. And Someone's leg cool better get blown <laughs> off. Go ahead, Kamar. Just cool that the books are fiction and not like uh, real story uh, accounts. Yeah, but at the same so, time, how much of it is fiction, Kamar? Uh, most, I mean, it's like a John Grisham or a Jack Reacher sort of thing. Okay, but I mean, it's, you know. It is, Kamar. That's, that's kind of what it is. It's like. Uh, I would imagine it's like a Jack Reacher. That's what I pictured. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I kind of in my head saw it more as I know it was fiction, but I thought it was still, you know, just based on his life. No, I thought he was doing like a, like a, yeah, just what we said. I wonder what his main character is called. Did he tell us? Max Power. Uh, no, I think it was Cam Johnny Rocket. Cam. But, but the, the point being is Cam you have Haynes. the fictional situations. But then all the gear and everything. Oh, the other thing I, he was talking about is how he can see someone and know, oh, that guy's special forces or that guy doesn't know what he's doing just by a knife, a way his gun's carried, all this stuff, which any of these guys have to have a skill as. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, whenever movies, they, they say, oh, these guys are professional or just these little hallmarks that they can tell in, in a, a 30 seconds by looking at someone. Yeah. I thought that was super cool too. I, I don't know. He just articulated it in a way that made me really fascinated. You're going to buy the books? The, almost way. Uh, I'm not saying I am, but I'm not saying I'm not. There's no way he reads those books. I, if they just fell on my lap, I think I would. I don't know if I can go and get them. Noted. When's your birthday? August 4th? August 4th. Oh, I'm buying you those books because I know you won't have bought them for yourself by then. And how he wanted to uh, support small bookstores and stuff. I don't know. The oh, guy's what just a stand-up guy. Interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, real stand-up guy. I'm sure he's also pushing it on Amazon pretty fucking hard. Anyway, I guess we'll rate it then. Kamar, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I, I assume you'll a, be the highest. I give this a three and a half. 
3.5. Simon? For his service, I give him a 5. This episode, I give a 2 at best. I I think it's actually a a 1.5. I'm going to give it a 2. It's it's a one and a half and a half for military service. I think fast forward an hour and listen, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, I guess if you're like an aspiring author, no, because I absolutely really absolutely. I don't know. I feel like this guy got pretty fucking lucky. I feel like this isn't the path most writers take. It's Just all fate. You've got to write two books because you never know if the first one is going to be good. Um, he just he just uh, demonstrated what happens if you study stuff and are tactical, you can have success. And he must have talent as well. I think of a writer, a, a, a wannabe writer should listen to it for sure. I think. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on then. Did we rate it? Yes, we all just rated it. Yeah, got it. 1468. Matt, you are so on the ball today, my man. Well, that one's written down right in front Lonzo of Lonzo Bowden. <laughs> Thanks for Ging me up, Simon. What is what do you call him, Kamar? You have a good name. Bowden. No, that's his name. Alonzo Bowden. No, his name's Bolden, isn't it? No, that's what you Who's call him. That's what it's you Bowden, call him. You call him Bolden, yeah. and his name yeah. is Bowden. I thought I was making fun of Matt because he texted Alonzo Bowden, I'm done. And I was like, I like how you made fun of his name. <laughs> But it's still me and my fucked up head. Yeah, yeah. No, I got his name right. Someone uh, was just in the neighborhood looking for a free test, and they said, "Why not have a podcast?" Let me also uh, yes. let me also point out. I can't remember what it, whether it was a throwback or last week's episode. Um, I was right. It's Francis McDermott or McDormand. Sorry, you guys kept saying it's Francis McDermott. Francis McDormand. Yeah, kind of like how you guys kept saying it's Frontier. Oh, Frontier. there you got it. Yes. No, I'm saying it the way you fuck it up. No, well, because it's from the French frontier, so it'd be frontier. Frontier. I mean, the Reddit and you the did it right. Come on, good work, buddy. The Reddit and the Instagram both disagree. Hey, with listen, you, but- I told you right away that they were gonna. They always disagree with me. Like, sure, it's it's fine, but this is, is why. Time for your presentation. Or are you gonna wait for the post show? Uh, we'll do it in the post show PowerPoint. <laughs> I'll enlighten y'all on the way language works. This is why my people were persecuted. <laughs> Whatever. So, um, Alonzo starts his podcast off a, a, the same way you're going to start any great conversation is criticizing superheroes. Who did he criticize, Kamar? Hawkeye. Yeah, because he only had the bow and arrow. But the, I think he got caught up in the uh, Marvel Universe because Daredevil was cool comic book. That's also the not... Marvel universe. Oh, I thought Daredevil was DC. No, it is not. But um, okay, so they didn't even mention that uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. And then they got hunkered down on who's the strongest. And I think Superman has lost a lot of respect. Somehow. Superman is <laughs> the DC universe, and they were talking about the Marvel universe. I know, but it, they're just talking about superheroes. Yeah, but you what? can't. You, they weren't. They were talking about who's the strongest in the Marvel universe. That's why you didn't hear Superman's name get mentioned. Yeah, Kamar, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, if, if you're going to talk about superheroes, everyone's on the table. So what you're saying, Kamar, is that you believe strongly that Superman is without a doubt the strongest superhero. I'm with Kamar. Superman trumps all superheroes. Well, didn't he move a planet? Yeah, probably. 
Listen, the whole, the whole problem know. with the DC universe is the imbalance of power. Like nothing made sense because Batman is this mortal dude who just fucks shit up and Superman is like a god beyond god. Like it, it, the idea that those two would fight is like laughable. <laughs> they did a whole movie about it. It's laughable. I enjoyed that movie, even though it is laughable. You like but that thought, movie? Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. It is laughable. It was a little too long. It was a little too long. Oh, you know I like terrible. garbage movies. Oh, but I thought it'd be fun for the movie game to do the first Superman movie. Okay, are you fucking kidding me? The first Superman movie with, with Christopher Reeves. Yeah, oh my know god. It. Give him back his legs. Give super put some respect on Superman's name. Okay, so Superman, we need a date. No, I, like oh, this you're is, in protest. Well, I mean, this is well, insane. Let, why don't we do then? Didn't we agree that like movies that were like you, this came out before I was born? Because well, before I was born. The main movie they talked about was uh, Ragnarok. No, we'll do Superman. I'm not doing fucking Ragnarok either. For, suck my fucking for dick. Ragnarok, which is the best Marvel movie, by the way. So it's Superman, the movie starring Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeves, Ned Beatty, Jackie Cooper, Glenn Ford, Trevor Howard, Margot Kidder. Like, I don't know the fucking year of this shit. For those of you new listeners, we're playing the movie game. Right now, Matt and Simon are trying to guess what year it came out, and then they'll guess head-to-head on the budget and the box office. Just You're just doing the year right now, Simon. Yeah, you know no, that, right? I know, I know. I'm trying to figure out the year. Because this was one of the best superhero movies when I was a kid. Okay. It was the only one. The odds that I get this okay, are, let's give are, that are like zero. Okay, so go ahead, Matt. I said 1979. I also said 1979. 1978. Fucking dirty, dirty bastard. Well, nice work, son. You got to be happier in the neighborhood. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I just thought about Star Wars. I knew they came out around the same time. Star Wars was 77. I tried to figure it out. Here's where I was at. I was almost certain that the second one came out the year I was born, which was 83. So I just went. I was like, it would have to be movies. The the studios weren't that quick back then. So basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now here we go. Budget and so budget uh, and box office. This is going to be a nightmare. 1978. You said Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeves, and Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, Margot Kidder. Oh, fuck. I, I, how do you even know how much one of these movies cost? To make? Dude, that's the thing. This could be, it, they could, Kamar could be like, it was 100,000 bucks. <laughs> Marlon Brando did it for a pair of trousers. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the box office, I'm never going to get this. I, this is crazy. Um, these movies are really the foundation for what we now know as people looking for blockbusters. Wow. So now what does that mean? Um, <laughs> who knows what that means? Yeah, come on. You're just fucking throwing a wrench in my shit here. That's what I do. All right, you I'm ready. To lose, boys. I'm ready. No, no, I've. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm so far off that there's no point in even playing. Okay. Yeah, I'm super far off too. Okay, go. No, you're first this time. Okay, so I said it cost 27 million to make, and it grossed 172. Wow, you said it grossed 172 million. I don't. Fucking you know what? Know. You're probably more in the ballpark. I I, yeah, know. you're. You're probably more in the ballpark. I said it cost 18.9 to make, 
and it grossed sixty eight point seven. I don't think you guys realize how big this movie was. It cost fifty five million dollars to make. Jesus Christ! And made three hundred million. Three hundred million in nineteen seventy nine. Is that mind blowing? I wonder what Star Wars made. That's wow. The original. Star how much? Wars. Say that again. Three hundred on the nose. What did it make, Kamar? Three hundred point five million. Holy fuck! On twenty seven million. That's a great return no, on 55. You, oh, you on wrote, fifty five. You wrote twenty seven. Right, right, it was right, fifty five. Still a great return. Right. Still a great return. <laughs> okay, go fuck yourself and go fuck yourself. All right, from a distance. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a terrible movie game. Yeah, terrible. <clears throat> it was amazing. So now back to Thor Ragnarok. Have you got? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? That was the one. Um, it's where Thor he gets. It was the directed by uh, Ty Waikiki or whatever. Was the, it? I don't know. Yeah. He ends up in. Um, I didn't see it in space, and uh, Hulk is there fighting in like a gladiator type competition he's being held captive but it's a great movie man it's really a lot of fun to watch i don't like those movies well you'll like this one okay yeah just to reference your question star wars was in 1977 cost 11 million and made 700 million jesus christ that's got to be one of the best uh return on investment ever eh? well they were talking about how um Sometimes villains in films aren't in movies that much, like uh, the werewolf movie. Yeah. So I got uh, into it and I looked up Jaws. The actual shark was only in the movie for four minutes. And Jaws cost $9 million and made $470 million. That's because so Jaws... Yeah, Star Wars is probably the best. Jaws is just built around the building of the intensity. Intention, yeah, That's exactly. it. The, like even, even if you think about uh, the, the classic scene where they're sitting, drinking in the ship, and he's just telling old war stories about being on the USS Oklahoma or whatever yeah. the the tiger shark. You know what I mean? Like all that is is just like a seven minute Quentin Tarantino scene to build up tension. But it also has to do that for sure. But it also has to do with um, like for Jaws, they don't want to show the shark too much because oh, of course, because they have it's terrible, not realistic yeah, of course. looking. It's like the same with any of those movies. They were. Being as uh, like but, werewolf in London, right? Like, but what I'm saying, nothing purposes. is scarier than the unknown. I agree, Simon. But they even still use that tactic to this day, mm-hmm. where they have all the technology in the world. Well, I find that with um, like Game of Thrones, I noticed this especially is that uh, whenever there's a big battle scene, it's always at night. Yeah. Because they want to be able to get away with a bunch of shit, and I hate it because my TV isn't great. Oh, that and scene, the scene at the wall, that's like the worst battle scene ever. It's you can't impossible. see a thing. That should be the best battle scene of all time. And trash, total trash. No, but I don't like when they do that, you know? When you go see a movie, um, at least they'll put the money forth to be able to shoot it during the daytime like a Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean? There are plenty of battles that take place during the day. Yeah. There are none in, I think there's one in Game of Thrones that takes place during the day. It's the last one where they're all meeting in the woods there. Yeah. But besides that, like every battle is fought at night. The one with the ogres, the or with the um, giants, like everything. It's a fucking, you know what? HBO should be ashamed of themselves. I also don't like, I mean, what bothers me the most is those quick cuts. 
when there's a battle and it's just all quick cuts. That really bothers me too. Like, and in the dark, like it's insane. Well, yeah, I mean the dark. You've already gone deep on that. Yeah, sorry. Um, just back to uh, the superhero uh, Hawkeye with his bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. What's even worse than him is Scarlet um, Johansson's character. Say, babe, there are all a the agents of fury. She uses a gun. Yeah, but that's the only person people she can kill is agents of fury be, or uh, agents of. Um, what, whoever their bad guys are, Simon, because she all, uses a gun. all the superheroes are bulletproof, or most of them, anyways. That's a good point. You bring up a great point. Anyways, I'm just saying. But if she's like Batman, just out there fighting crime, that's the one thing about Batman. Is like maybe in the comic world he fought other superheroes, but to me, Batman was just out there fighting crime and fighting normal people. Well, he was, but the bad guys he were fighting were like mutants, so he was yeah, always... For the, well, for the most part, they were shit mutants, like the Joker. You know what I mean? There, there weren't uh, any... I see what you're saying. It wasn't like apocalypse or anything. Precisely. Like, I mean, granted, and that's true. Comic book characters had their own, like, so um, Hawkeye and um, Scarlet, wh- whoever she was called, I forget her name, um, the Russian Svetlana. chick. Yeah. They both were always fighting against the bad guys in Shield, so that made sense. They they were more super than them, so they were always fine. But when you're combining them with other heroes, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it don't fly. Yeah, they don't come to scale. They shouldn't have never have been in the Avengers because well, how that is she just standing beside Hulk? Sense. She fucks Hulk. Well, she fucks Bruce Banner. Well, I'm pretty sure she fucks Hulk. Well, you would imagine he he's got to come out a little bit. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh no. Pun intended. I, I found Alonzo Baldwin was a little bit bitty. Bitty? What do you mean? Am I that he old? He kept trying bits. Oh, bitty, yes. Like, he's like, all these kids are drinking um, sanitizer. Where are they finding it? Like, yeah. he kept trying. He said to, it twice. Like, Joe oh, missed yeah. it the first time. Yeah, maybe. did you catch that, Joe? I can't even find hand sanitizer. <laughs> these kids are drinking it? Jamie, can I get a drum roll? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think he came in a little bit bitty, but he's old school. I don't know. Do you guys remember the first time you saw Jurassic Park in the theaters? Yeah. Great movie. When the first dinosaur came out? Yeah. That was an incredible moment. I can remember that as a kid. You know what I'll say though? There was a there was like a stretch in the nineties though where there were a lot of movies and the technology had just kind of got like remember Twister? Yeah. I remember the first time seeing that being like, this is fucking nuts. Huge. I thought it was huge. The difference, though, between that and Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park is like, it was kind of like when when you saw Transformers, the real movie, for the first time. And I know we were adults, but it's like we had been watching that as a cartoon forever. And to be able to see that actually happen, I I don't know, like dinosaurs we had been playing with since we were kids. Sure, but I mean, again, tornadoes are something that exist. And like seeing, you know, you've... I don't know. I just thought Twister was in that same vein of like, I'm with you. I remember <laughs> there were, there was, I'm just saying there was a few movies back then that to me had those moments of yeah. like, like, wow, they it really changed just, the game. I just didn't give a shit about Twister. Like Fair that enough. one had no impact on okay. me. So, but I mean, I, even Independence Day. Of, uh, Independence CGI. Day, that was a big one. Yeah. It was, sorry. All of the big frontier of CGI. Yeah. And now we've become desensitized to it. Well, that's it. Like, remember the Matrix too? Like the Matrix was like a moment where you were like, Oh my God. Like what the, the f- like slow motion fight, all of it. Like you were like this movie. I don't know if you remember how the matrix starts, but it starts with that scene with Trinity where she's just like fucks up those cops. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she, 
ducks the boy. And that's like the first, and you're, I remember being like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Like, I this told, is unlike anything I've yeah, yeah. ever seen. And we were adults for that one. Or well, I was, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was like, yeah, something. Well, it was not, what was it, 99, I think? We've done this for the movie game. I'm pretty sure it was 99. But yeah, I mean, there was definitely a stretch in the 90s where, and again, they brought up, uh, it's funny because I was thinking this is how the movie game started. They brought up the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. And that's how the movie game yeah. started. We were doing the Best biggest ROI, yep, yep, which yep. was paranormal activity. We've we've done this many the, times. Um, you are correct, Matt. Ninety nine is the Matrix. Thank you, thank you, Kamar. So yeah, ninety nine. I was uh, sixteen, and th- I'm, I've told this on the podcast before, but I remember I didn't even want to see it. I didn't know what it was about, and a buddy was like, "No, no, we have to go see this. We're going to do mushrooms," and I was like, "Fine." That's how I was for uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. I was like, fine, I'll go at Quentin Tarantino. I don't, I've never heard of this fucking guy in my life. Dude, I remember buying, I went to... The Mayfair. No, no, uh, I went to HMV because I was too young. <laughs> I went to HMV at uh, Billings Bridge and like thought I was going to have to show ID or something because it was rated R and like bought the VHS of Pulp Fiction and had to smuggle it home and watch it when my parents weren't there. Like it was a porno or something? Well, I just, my parents were like, you can't watch that. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, there's another movie I was just going to mention. doesn't matter. But yes, Simon, I remember in Jurassic Park, like, I also remember full theaters, which I haven't experienced in a long time, but I remember going to Jurassic Park and it was a packed theater. And when that, when, when the, you get that first um, T-Rex step, when like the water. Oh, that's big. No, but I was talking about when you see that, I think it's a brontosaurus you see for the first time. It's when they're driving. Yeah, when they're driving up in the Jeep and, and Sam Neill is just like... And you see his foot. And like, we had never seen graphics like that before. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was, that was it, man. And I can remember that was like literally breathtaking. Oh, yeah. It was like seeing a view. Yeah, it was Being insane. Overwhelmed yeah. by something. Yeah. Which is funny too, because now you watch it and you're like, shit... Of course, of course, yeah. Like, I just rewatched all those new Jurassic Parks. Oh, they're garbage. Garbage. They're terrible. And I love Chris Pratt, but they are garbage. And Ron Ron Howard's daughter. Is that who that is? Yeah. Bryce Howard is Ron Howard's daughter. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense as to why she's an actor. Okay. She's also a director. This is all making sense. What did she direct? Kamar, can you pull that up for me, please? Bryce Howard, director. She's directed a few things, Simon. Pull that I, up, Jamie. I'm almost, yeah. <laughs> Should be one of these. I, I tried, dude. Listen, come on. I, I got three of them up there. Like, it's not, this isn't fucking. <laughs> listen, just for the future. Yeah. I. You have to find a, listen. Yes. <laughs> Let me just say this. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> yep. So he was saying that Tiger King, what would it be like in other countries? Because we're used to it because the best is that we're, I, we're used to carnies. So I, that makes sense. You know, I hate to cut you off. I don't know if you caught Joe's Joey Diaz moment. He kept calling him <laughs> exotic Joe. Oh no, that's so funny. And I was like, dude, that's like a gay porn name. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. what you're talking about here, Joe. Well, so is Joe exotic. Come on. Yeah, but They're exotic Joe, hold on. Names. Exotic Joe is 100% just a gay porn name. Did you know that there was a Snatch television show on, um, fuck, on something? Yeah, Probably FXX. I think it might be Crave, but I don't know. Um, speaking of shows, I started watching one well, pretty deep into it now, halfway through maybe, The Outsider. 
I started. It's HBO. crazy. It is so fucking good, man. It yeah, is so fucking good. Well, Joe good. talked about it like a month ago. I know, ago. and I didn't have HBO at the time, but we gave Listen, in Listen, Jason Crave. Bateman is in Fuego. He directed it. He's in it. He's in the first episode because he plays the... Yeah. I, oh, you I, saw I, it. I've sorry, seen sorry, the first yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah but it's, he's incredible. It too it's slow for me. so good. Too oh, slow for you, Kamar? It, I thought so too, Kamar, but here's what you got to do. Just keep watching. You know what I mean? It's like... You just got to keep going. Dark. Yeah, I love it. I thought it was, I think it's really good, but I'm not done it yet. So I'll reserve my uh, judgment. You know what though, Kamar, like now that I think about it, True Detective was super slow, but way it was incredible. It w- but it was way slower than this. This has the pace of like Ozark. No, Ozark's, if you think about it, it's pretty fucking. And they use the strip club a lot too, which I'm wondering if uh, that he just likes that. Uh, venue for filming you know what i mean it's like adam sandler i only i only film where i'm on vacation that's right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> is that a titty exactly. bar um there was a thousand percent chance that alonzo bolden Bowden. i was doing it for kamar i was gonna you. mention his motorcycle of course and it it came through He's like 6'5", isn't he? 6'7"? Yeah, seven? he's really big. And he had a horrific motorcycle accident, as we know. And Very he, interesting. He bought a gun. What, what happened to him on the motorcycle? Sorry, Kamar. He, he had a really bad motorcycle accident. And uh, as you see with motorcycle riders, it's never enough to make them stop. They get back on. <laughs> he did bring up gun control, and he brought up Canada. And they did not realize uh, that uh, we turned around and banned a bunch of guns. 150 to be exact. Well, we did that. We did that this week. 1500 different types. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Not 150. Which I think, I that, I think that's what's week. left of what you can buy is 150. Probably just like single shot rifles. Well, what they were saying was um, a lot of the things they banned were hunting rifles that just happened to fall into this category. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but whatever. I don't care. And it's such a contrast in Canada. The majority of the population is celebrating it, whereas if this happened in America, the majority of the population would be like, no, you can't do this. This wouldn't happen in the States. Really, really demonstrates what one of the huge differences between us. Well, I mean, there is pushback in Canada, but... Yeah, but it, that's because the, the right... Is for it. The right to bear arms isn't in our Constitution. That's right. There isn't the same kind of militant pushback, you know? No. But, um, you know, I started thinking about, because I've been thinking about, like, uh, Trump's statements or misstatements about the, why can't we sanitize our body from the inside? Yeah. And how the companies then had to come out and say, don't do this. And then Joe was talking about how the media was saying, well, now there's, like, a spike in... Clean Clorox, but really that was because because everyone's were already buying it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Tim Pool debunked that, and yeah. I thought, you know, yeah, yeah, like how crazy. Nobody's doing that. Don't don't be silly. And then I was like, no, the no, Tide Pod challenge. Like, sure. of course they're doing that. Trump didn't need to say that. People were doing that already, man. Like, yeah, but having the having the, the Tide Pod challenge, but having the president know, say it doesn't help I'm not, is I'm like not. I'm not supporting Trump here. I'm just saying. This was a thing, and the, it, like yeah. it just happened. This might have been the dumbest um, mass hit, w- whatever in U.S. history. The Tide Pod challenge, it- like, come on. Led to the best advertising campaign in the history of any company, though. Which was Matt? The Super Bowl ads they ran. Remember, I showed them to you. 
I don't remember. It started off, the first one was like, uh, it's the, the guy that plays the sheriff in Stranger Things. Yeah, I know him. So it's, it's basically him in an ad, and he's like, the premise is that all the, all the clothes in the ad are so clean. And he goes, so technically, couldn't every ad that has clean clothes be a Tide ad? And then the very next ad that ran is an Old Spice ad. It's the black guy. And he's like, I'm on a horse. And he comes out and he's got the Old Spice. And then the, the sheriff walks in, the guy from the previous commercial, and he goes, see, Tide ad. And there's like a Tide logo. So what happened was throughout the whole Super Bowl, they kept showing ads that you would think, like they showed a Mr. Clean ad. And he walks in and he goes, nope, Tide. And I don't like, get it though. Well, the idea is that every, like, Tide cleans your clothes, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, technically every commercial you see that has clean clothes is an ad for Tide because Tide cleans the clothes. So okay. then they ran, then they ran with it. And every commercial, like every second commercial during the Super Bowl was a Tide ad, but it started off under the premise of like, this is an ad for another company. Okay. So like I said, like there's a woman cleaning her kitchen. And but mis- what does that have to do with the Tide pods? They re- Dude, they spent, do you know how much fucking Super Bowl ads are? They were. It was in the middle of this fucking Tide thing. They never would have ran uh, Super Bowl uh, ads. I see, I see, I see. But I because gotcha. they were in the fucking shit because of this, they went and spent like $100 million I understand. to I get understand. a company. I, I'm, I was misunderstanding. I thought Sorry. you meant like there was something to do with Tide Pods. No, 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 no. Gotcha. They couldn't mention that. That's a fucking PR nightmare. What are you pointing at? What's rat. up? Oh, rat? Gross. A squirrel. Oh. Fluffy rat. Gotcha. Uh, okay, what else we got here? What are you gonna At say one more? point, Joe um, was asking Alonzo his opinion about what America should have done. And I felt Alonzo sounded like he didn't know shit from Shayola because I feel like the Americans are one of the most aggressive in taking actions to prevent what happened. More so than us. Actions to prevent what happened where? What do you mean? Uh, like uh, stopping fights from China or Europe. Uh, America did before us, and we were like, ah, oh, that's overkill, and then turns out it should, totally should have been done. But Alonzo Bolden seemed to think they could have done a lot more, and I don't know if they could have. Who's they? The government? Yeah. Well, they could have. They could have stopped all international flight immediately. Right away, they could have. Uh, we know about the masks, man. Like, don't get me started on this fucking travesty of justice. But we know that that's what we, it is. We're even, we were even more behind Americans in enacting any policy to stop the spread. Well, of course. So, and I don't think he realized that. And I think America was ahead of the UK as well. Imagine, just let, let's just imagine this for a second, okay? This scenario. If right when this all started in China, if they had, you know, acted really quick and shut down their travel immediately, okay? Let's say that had happened. And then right away, the U.S. had followed suit and shut down their travel immediately, Canada not far after. At the same time, they said, everybody should start wearing masks right away. Everybody. Just any makeshift mask you can find, just wear it right away. This We might be having a totally different conversation right now. Like... Already, the numbers are totally different from what they had predicted in their models, even with, so, even with social distancing. And 
Like I'm telling you, man, those are just common sense things. And, and we could be, we might not be in the middle of a fucking pandemic right now. And I might be in the studio. Yes, Kamar, you would definitely be here. I mean, listen, we, we said it in like, I said it in January, I think. Why, why are they still allowing flights? I, listen, this is what you do. You say, if you're Canadian and you're abroad, you have five days, four days to get to your embassy and change your flight. And if you don't do it in the next four days, we don't care if you're on vacation. We don't give a fuck. You're not getting back in the country and we cannot guarantee when you will be able to get back in the country. And the only way you could extend that is if you could prove that like the closest flight was like a day after. You know what I mean? Extenuating circumstances. Sure. So like, okay, fine. You're, you can leave on the sixth day because that's the only flight out of wherever the fuck remote place you are. But other than that, you cannot come back. It's not safe and we can't guarantee your safety. It's as easy as that. And then you just say, and if you're in China extra fucking caution you're definitely quarantined we'll fly you we'll specifically fly you to cfb trenton or fucking petawawa or wherever the fuck for a month precisely because we don't know how long this there thing you takes, go. so we're going to take every opportunity yeah. like it end. sorry it ended up being two weeks the yeah. uh, gestation period or whatever you want to call it yeah sorry that's birthing um <laughs> anyways um but they so they let everybody go from Trenton after two weeks after bringing them yeah. in. And then they were like, oh shit, it's a month. The, Cause that's what we thought for a second, mm -hmm. but it was too late. You know what I mean? Like this is, I'm with you there. There were so many just common sense things they could have done that weren't done. And then everybody was caught chasing their tail. But we have to be grateful because there are people who are still stuck on cruise ships. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, are staff, you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Staff on some of the cruise ships. That is obscene. What a nightmare. Like for them, the, the world sucks so hard right now. Yeah, that's where you're just like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that this sucks if really a 50, fucking bad 50 for right now. There's a 50-50 chance of an afterlife. What am I doing? Like, you've been stuck <laughs> on a boat a 50, for two months. 50-50 chance of an afterlife. Against your will? <laughs> I'm flipping the coin, baby. Simon. Well, no, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, and I'm, I'm certainly not trying to, that, that was a little flippant, but I'm not trying to be flippant here. Like, you can be flippant. That's a fucking podcast people, about nothing. People who are um, just bordering on the edge of whether life is worth living, like, you know, not being able to go outside. If you live in New York or something, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that noise. I'm with you, man. I don't know. I the the New York people. That's where I'm just like fuck, and that's kind of what throws everything out of uh, whack because you're like, well, you know, they they were all wrong. Nothing they said was right. Blah blah. And but then you look at New York and you're like, well, they were they were right about everything, and it's just about how many people you have. That's really about how this goes down. We have to know how unhealthy the people that died are. We have to know how unhealthy the people that, well, I mean. No, that people are dying. I, don't, I just don't think it matters because you don't know how healthy the people who die from the flu are. If 60% are. of them were going to die anyways, it, it means nothing. Well, no, but hold on. Like, If someone like Michael Yo said he felt like he was going to die, there's a good chance that he might have been close to death. We need four Michael Yo's. And I'm hearing like um, now they're talking about it's not only your lungs, it's causing people to have strokes. Like your body's so connected, right? It is the strokes. It's not the lungs at all that kills you. It's when it comes out of the lungs that it causes blood clot in the heart. <clears throat> yeah, but Kamar, the point is that is like, let's say, <clears throat> let's say what you're saying, like, oh, we don't know 
fine, three years down the road from now, maybe someone's like, well, I got Corona three times. I had a stroke and I died. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's that maybe the numbers right now won't even be that bad, but maybe five years from now, the death toll will be insane. It, it goes back to, look, we've come this far. Do you really want to take the chance over, you, you know what I mean? Like just fucking, sorry. Uh, anyways. As the weather gets nicer, yeah. I mean, listen, I agree. As the weather gets nicer, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough. But I don't mind sitting on my back porch and just fucking off. Like, I don't, you know. They were talking about, um, just to change to a happier subject. Please do. They were talking about the kid who ate the slug and then gets rat lungworm and dies. Yeah, that was tragic. Insane. That's a terrible. He did it on a goof. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, when they were talking about that, I was like, that's such a fucking... And then, I this was really neat. So if you go into the jungle, you take a goat with you. Because everything the goat eats. if you run eats. out of food, you watch what the goat eats. Because you can eat everything the goat eats. I mean, probably not everything, but a good chance they're eating things that aren't, like, wildly poisonous, poisonous yeah. you know? I figure that got dispelled when they mentioned that the goat was eating can for the paint and glue. That's because it tastes good to them. It has, like, uh, sugar in the glue or something. You'd like it too, man, if you didn't have any fucking Oreos to eat. I mean, sorry. any of your fucking precious Fruit Loops. A conspiracy-minded person would say that uh, large goat is just putting that out there to keep the goat population alive. Because technically, if you're out in the jungle with nothing to eat, wouldn't you just fry up the goat? Oh, guaranteed, this is the goats who are propagating. Yeah, it's, it's like the bears. That's what I'm saying. Um, play dead. Yeah. Yeah. Please. That was the uh, biggest um, <laughs> madman type. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Big goat got together <laughs> yeah. and they were like, hey, what can we do here? We really need to. Uh... That was crazy. Eh, when they were talking about the video of the ram and the bull butting heads. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I didn't see it. I'll send it to you. And the bull fucking so gets knocked bull. out. That doesn't even make any sense in my head. I saw a video. Speaking of heads. I mean, I saw a video the other day, though, of two. I guess they were trying to. What's it called when they make two horses fuck? Mating. But what's the like? Two horses fucking? No, no, breed. no. But breeding? No, yeah, I guess it's breeding. Sure. So they're trying to breed these two like prize horses, and the female kicks the male in the head and kills it. Ow! Really? Like instantly. Jesus! You just see her rear. She just rears up, kicks back, and the other horse just fucking goes flat. Masvidal, dead fish. Wow. Brutal video. The, the quickest knockout in horse history ever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's going to be in the next UFC. Uh, they were saying that comedy might be the easiest thing to bring back to somewhere like Vegas because it has the least production needed. So you could get just the comic on the stage. You don't need entertainment yeah. in general. I mean, I'll say this from working at uh, nightclubs forever. I always, I always swore that I was like, if you wanted to get in music and make money, just be like a rap artist or a DJ. Because I always watch bands, small-time bands. We're talking like not big bands. Lug in so much gear. Mm -hmm. So much gear. And then the fucking DJ Aoki comes in with his That's it. With like CDJs. Yeah. And fucking. And nothing. And that's it. six billion dollars. Yeah. Or a rapper walks in with a microphone. Right. And you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Gets like 15K on the spot and the place is packed. And I was like, that's the way you do it. But it's it's along the same lines. What were we talking about? I can't even remember. We were talking about goats. We were talking about goats. A guy saw who trained his cat to um, be a goalie for him. 
he okay? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the yeah. cat loved blocking yeah, the ball, yeah. so he yeah. he'd use it to practice his fucking shooting. Interesting. Shooting. He, that guy became Wayne Gretzky. Do you think? It's Does that weird? make the story Does that make better? You feel old? <laughs> no, no, that's that's not true. Yeah. What's that, Kamar? Do you guys think it's weird that Alonzo's single? No. Cool. Awkward, lanky, black gentleman. Not I that his race has anything to do with it. I think it's totally weird that he's single. Like, aren't isn't he like a prize catch for? Uh... Oh, when he rolls up with his probably Michael Jordan jeans on, oversized motorcycle. Yeah, showing off his giant hog on his giant hog. Unless he's in the closet. Just sure? likes to keep his life private. Oh my God! Wow, Joe is constantly out. talking about three comedians he knows who just refuse to come out of the closet because they're old school and they feel like it'll ruin their reputation. Holy shit! Well, we know who one of the three is. Brian Callen. <laughs> we know who two of the three are. I was disappointed with his uh, excitement about performing um, on the web. I knew you would hate that. <laughs> Yeah, he was the fact that he was still. I was like, "How is this good? It he, can't be." He just wants to do work. I won't call him a hack because he's been around too long. Wow! But I think he's corny. That is how. That's like saying I'm not racist, but yeah, I won't call him a hack because he's been around for a long time. And then he calls well, him you corny. Listen, you listened to him for three hours. I don't know what I want speed, but did you find him funny? One and a half, not funny. But I oh, find a, I find a lot of the comedians that Joe have aren't funny on here. You know what I mean? Especially the newer ones to the show. Not that he is, but yeah. So that that excludes him from that company. Like it's oh, people are only funny when they don't try and mean to be funny on Rogan. Like perfect example, Theo Vaughn. He wasn't trying to be funny. He was just trying to be Theo Vaughn, and it was He's fucking hilarious. I went back and was watching some clips of the first time he was on. It is such nonsense he is spouting. Yeah. It's insane, it's dude. It's insane. Back home, like man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just always like, <laughs> back home there was a guy named Bill, and he used to play with squirrels, and he would play with squirrels on my front lawn. Every story he had came from something that Joe said, and then he would tell a story that had nothing yeah. to do with it, but had non to do with a squirrel in a sock on somebody's yeah. lawn. And then the second time he was on, it was just the gayest thing oh, yeah, that, ever. Was that the second or the third time he I was on? I don't know, on? whatever. Yeah. But right now, I'd kill for a Bill Burr, a Theo Vaughn, a Dave Chappelle. Well, this guy's uh, yeah. the next best thing to Dave Chappelle. But I'm hoping maybe Chappelle will want the free COVID test. So it's worth him taking a private flight to L.A., get the I COVID test. Ohio. I don't think he's leaving Ohio either, but man, this would be a great time for it. So you know it. what was weird? Go on. Uh, I watched that Chappelle uh, Comedy Store thing. And, Hold on. Uh, you mean, whoa, whoa, the Mark Twain Award? No, no, no. I saw <clears> that. But no, the, the YouTube show they did was a Zoom with Chappelle, Donnell, Bill Burr, and uh, Neil Brennan. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about it. Okay. And Michelle Wolf was at Dave Chappelle's house. Weird. Why is that weird? I thought it was weird. I find well, that weird. She's from New York City. They must be working on something. They must be working on Maybe something. Maybe they're like good friends. Or that. I assume they they're working on something. It would just be weird for her to be there during quarantine. Yeah. Maybe they're in a relationship. But I don't think they would. Oh, He's no. Married. Dave's married. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it easy. But I don't think you'd have her on 
the camera looks if he was and having tones. Yeah, that yeah, too. I, yeah, okay. he has his side piece it in the background of the Zoom it, chat. It was not. I wasn't <laughs> insinuating that he was having an affair. I forgot that he was married. Yeah, Dave, just don't give a fuck. Um, a conspiracy-minded person might think that the people responsible for this whole pandemic made a massive miscalculation, and I'll tell you why. Please do. How so? Well, let's say there was this guy, you know, Bill. Let's just call him Bill, okay? And he was From like... From Theo's Squirrel Story. Yeah, exactly. Billy G. Um, and he was big on this whole uh, Georgia Stone policy of not having more than 500 million people. Is that what it was? Whatever. Some, small, small number. Sure. Comparative to what we have. And um, so their plan was to, like I said, long ago, to somehow release a virus and to call some of the population to get us back down to a more manageable state because he doesn't want to go to Mars like Elon's going to have to. He wants to be able to stay on Earth because he feels like it's his planet and he deserves it, this Billy guy. But what happened was we got all cooped up and the social isolating worked so far and people were stuck inside fucking like crazy, like crazy. There is going to be a mass spike in population after this thing. Yeah, baby boom. And Bill Gates, I mean, Billy G is at home pulling his goddamn hair out. Giant miscalculation. Conspiracy-minded person might think. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely at home fucking my brains out. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You're trying to get rid of six six billion people is what you're saying. Seven and a half billion. Well, no, to get to your five, yeah, because there's eight billion. Yeah, if you assume there's eight, let's just highball it at eight billion. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily all have to come through one pandemic, fellas. Let's not be. Uh, oh, they can stretch it out through multiples. Is well, what this you're will be the first. They'll once be, they well, get six G, it's fucking it on, right? Right. Because once they get six, I think they're jumping right to ten G. It's five G to ten G. Because it'll be the ten year anniversary of, of them G. killing us. Yeah. Okay. Of yeah. G. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Of Billy G. Holy shit. Simon's there. He's gotten there, folks. Did you just see that? Pepe Silvia. I did. You Pepe don't ha- Silvia. You don't, Pepe have, Sylvia. To, Pepe you don't Sylvia. have to connect too many fucking wires to get from 5G to Bill Gates. It's <laughs> right there. It, he is putting it in your face. They this, call it 5G. This, this is, is where is you crazy. see Simon at one of those police boards, and this he's just got, it's just got 5G, and then there's one string up to Bill Gates' face. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, exactly, exactly. There, it's all just connected to the string, same yeah. thing. It's like the solar system. Um, Georgia, just by the way, Georgia is, is now giving driver's licenses to children without tests on the honor system of, of their parents. I drove with my son. He did well. License approved. I bet that works more than it doesn't. Shut the fuck up, no. you do. I bet Shut that works hold less on. than it hold does. Hold on, Kamar. Let's 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 stop and think about that statement. We have a test right now that barely weeds out bad <laughs> yeah, drivers, and barely. you and you assume that just going the off of the system. honor system is going to do it. Get the fuck out of here. I don't think if the kids are driving the parents' car, they're going to uh, vouch for them to get a license if they. Oh my God, there are so many parents out there who are, the kid is going to be like, can you drive me to the store? And the parent's going to be like, no, but you get your license. Yeah, Kamar, it's more that. See you later. This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. Kamar, you're fucking nuts. Well, of course, it's it's no coincidence that it's Missouri or that it's um, Georgia. I think it's Georgia. 
I could be wrong. Yeah. Georgia. Just, Simon's it is Georgia. Just, it is Georgia. You heard it. Simon's just throwing southern states under the it bus. It might have been written on one of the guidestones. No license test necessary. <laughs> keep population under 500 million. Be nice to your neighbor. Well, no, that's how you keep the population under 500. That's you one just of, keep the driver's license on the one, honor test. That's one of the ways, yeah. Matt. That automatically calls a certain amount of the population. I felt it was a little cliched how they were shitting on the South again. Like they go into Florida, and then Alonzo Boulder brings up that Alabama has rocket science. I don't know. This was a hard listen for me. They talked about Montreal. They gave props to Schwartz's, which they could which not they remember, couldn't remember the, the name, name of. <laughs> I prefer Leicester's. Leicester's. I was going to say, for Leicester's. anybody who's going to Montreal, check out Leicester's. It's amazing. It's old school. It's. Ex- I used to go there with my Bubby when I was like a little kid. It is literally exactly the same right now, and some of the same waitresses are there from when I was a little boy. My spot was the green spot. Maybe not that long, actually. Sorry, I take that back. But some of them have been there a long time. Fair enough. Yeah, when I lived in Montreal, the the green spot, that was my spot. The green spot? Yeah, it was in like... It's a, a smoked meat place? It was like an old diner. Like they even had... Simon, you remember those... Uh, remember the little jukeboxes that they'd have at yeah, every yeah. table? They had those. They had those operational. We used to have a place in Ottawa called Southside Diner. Yeah, I used to go there all the time. They yeah. had those things. Yeah, yeah. We used to go there every weekend for breakfast with my mom. It was sweet though. These were like updated. Like they had like updated songs on them oh, and really? shit, which was fucking amazing, yeah. They also had a great everything. Everything on the menu was wonderful. Just for anybody else who is in Montreal, if you are at Schwartz's and you get there and the line is ridiculous because that's how it usually is. Go to Leicester's. Right next, no, right oh. next to it is a place called, uh, I think it's called Coco Rico. Mm-hmm. It's a chicken place, like mm-hmm. a rotisserie chicken place. Yeah. Is it a Coco Poulet? I think it's Coco Rico. Anyways, it's probably Coco Rico Poulet. Anyways, they will make you a sandwich in there that is as good as the Leicester smoked meat. It's like a hidden gem. There's never a lineup because everybody's at um, Schwartz's, Schwartz's, but it's so fucking good. There you go. Shout out to Montreal. Shout out to Montreal. Okay. So since my girlfriend doesn't listen to this, I'll just say this to the listeners. The women in Montreal, it's insane. It's European. It's got a real European flavor to it. Just like pre-COVID, if you walked around Montreal on a hot summer day, like up and down Saint Laurent or Saint Catherine. Oh my God! It's the hottest women in Canada, I think. I've told you this, guys, before. Why? Why? Because uh, back when uh, France Van- and Vancouver. England were both occupying Canada, yeah, uh, the French king wanted uh, Canada for France, so he sent all the hottest chicks in France. To keep the morale up of the French, oh, interesting uh, settlers, mm-hmm. and now they're referred to as the les filles de roi. Wow! Look at Kamar, as well as yeah. Prima Noctra. Go on. You know, from Braveheart, where they got to fuck the mm, uh, gotcha, so the French yeah. got to infest a lot of. Things. That's was, a very interesting little tidbit, Kamar. I hope that I don't get called out as being wrong when I drop that one day. No, no, no. You're that, sure that's, that's hard, correct, Kamar? Hard. Hard. Hard wow. fact? Or hard, hard bullshit? Fact. How hard, fact. How hard no. Kamar? Uh, harder than anything uh, Mike Baker talks about. Okay. Terrible. Well, that's sweet. Nice. Okay. Well, that's sweet. Uh, thank you for that, Kamar. I was going to say to Simon, though, Vancouver definitely gives Montreal a run for its money. But Vancouver's a lot of that, like, fake West Coast Botoxy. Like, girls in Montreal are just hot 
like but wake Quebec up. Quebec City's insane as well. Oh, really? I've never been. I hear it's beautiful. I've only been. I've always wanted kid. to go and take photos. Um, if yeah. you were single. Simon, Vancouver's got a lot of like Botoxy, fake hot. Whereas Montreal, like you can see a girl walking to the day penner in like sweatpants and you're like, oh my God, the girl's like a fucking LA nine. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a second about Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse. Hilarious. I know we've talked about this before, but that story is so funny, man. It's so funny that he buys the company from Ruth, but in the... It's a woman. It's the other way around. Oh, Ruth oh, buys it Ruth from Chris. Ruth bought it from Chris. And in the thing, there was a stipulation that said you had to keep it Chris's steakhouse. Yeah. And she's like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's Ruth's. But this is Chris. how we're getting around yeah. this. Because I, I see it all the time when, because there's one in Toronto. Yeah, I know. It's right so, near. Yeah, you know where it is. Yeah, Anyways, right near Mama Fuku. Right, exactly. So I see it all the time. And I'm constantly saying to myself, like, it's wrong. The the it's yeah, written know. wrong. Yeah, you're you like, know? the English it's on this doesn't add like, up. Is this American or is it Chinese? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, your eyes hate it. Anyways, but now now, now I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, Ruth's Chris yeah, Steakhouse. It is just such a funny, stupid story. I like stuff like that though. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like good. I saw this thing on Reddit the other day. There's this thing called the tree that owns itself. So apparently, this guy had so many fond memories of this tree growing up that he deeded the land that the tree was on to the tree. So it became the tree that owns itself. And then even crazier is a, a storm came and knocked the tree down. And people loved the tree so much that someone saved an acorn from the tree and they planted it in the same spot. And because it's uh, kin of the tree that owned itself, it still owns the plot because it inherited it. It's literally grandfathered in. Precisely. So I guess fathered in. So it's the tree that, uh, it's still there. It's the tree that owns itself. That's you can look it story. up. That sounds like a good children's book if it's not done already. Another fun story. There's a, there's a park in Vancouver called Guy High on a, Guy High on a Bench Park. That's really the name of it? Look it up right now. I'm not doing that. Please? Okay, fine. fine. Guy High on a Bench Park, Vancouver. No word of a lie. This I is really how... always, when I was a kid, liked the Trans Am. As a car? The car, yeah, with the bird on it. It's funny. I don't remember caring about any cars as a kid. I guess I liked the DeLorean because I really liked that. But I'm Ty with Cal. you, Kamara. I always thought that car was pretty cool. It was the one from um, uh, Cannonball Run, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that might have been too early for you, man. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. But the guy, I know the you don't guy, like me doing that. No, I don't care. The type of guy uh, you drove that so car. So guy high on a bench asshole. park. Sorry. So there's, oh no, that's uh, forget it. We guy just guy and Madeline on a park bench is what comes up. No. Let me put Vancouver in. Yeah. How was that smoke, Kamar? Everything you wanted and more. Well, I want another one. <laughs> As he itches his neck like a crackhead. But like I said, uh, all the guys that drove those cars when I was a kid were douchebags. Yeah, everyone that drove a Trans Am was a fucking loser. The one in uh, Cannibal Run had um, not... Uh, it had, like, uh, the doors where it was open at the gull top. Gullwing. It, it, it didn't <clears throat> open like that, though. The doors didn't T-top. open gullwing. It was a T-top. Okay, exactly. uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, Matt. So it was a motorcyclist who died, and they did the park to honor the bench to honor him. Is that what you're talking about? That's I don't believe that's it. What's it called? Is that 
No. I'm having a, a whole, hard time finding There's a whole park about. called Guy High in a Park or Guy High on a Bench. It's a, I'm not kidding. Okay. I, I believe you. I'm just having a hard Open time Open up Google it. Maps. Okay. You know what? I'll, Give I'll, me do, your phone. I'll do this after. Give me your phone. There you go. You guys keep talking. Yeah, no problem. This guy's half a moron. Well, I mean, it's just how interesting is this? Um, Kamar, were you golfing with us that time where it was one of the triple, you must've been, it was a triple bogey tournament and yep. we found that giant snapping turtle. Yeah. That was at uh, the Perth. Yes. Exactly. Link Sote. Exactly. It was so fucking big. It must've been, it, it was a dinosaur. That's exactly what it was. And they were talking about um, alligator turtles, which I guess is like that, but on fucking crack or whatever, or on um, steroids. And I think they live like 30 years. No, they live way longer than that, man. Or longer. I think sorry. they live like 100 years. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, Kamar, if that one we saw was like over 50 years old. That thing was fucking massive. Deadly. A deadly, man. And think about that. That was just in a pond. That could just as easily be like in the river outside your cottage, you know? Well, yeah. it couldn't you... just as easily, could it? Yeah, it definitely could. What do you mean? Yeah. Why couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it could. Well, I don't know. Those things are all over the place. Like this golf course wasn't far from where he has his okay, cottage. Okay, fair enough. But I just found Alonzo Bolden uninteresting. <laughs> Listen, Kamar. I totally agree with you. Every time this guy's on, it's a very slow death. But this time more, like he kept trying to complain about stuff and it was like, well, yeah, but no, like cars getting fixed and things changing. And it just, it just, it wasn't poignant or like, yeah, that is a good point. No, of course it, it was the end of the week and it felt like the end of the week. It sounded like a tired, grumpy old man. Yes. No, I totally agree with you, Kamar. Yes, no. Yes. Yes. Just yes. No, no just yes. Yes, Not I no, totally just agree yes. with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm so used to saying no. Yeah, I know you are. But, but it's, it's just yes. Yes, yes no. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got, though. Oh, they talked about Miami Vice, which was such a huge deal. Not for me when I was a kid. I watched it, but only because my dad, like, religiously every week would sit down and watch that show. That and L.A. Law were like. Wasn't a, wasn't a Dallas guy? No, no Dallas. Mm. I, I feel like uh, Miami Vice could give uh, Magnum P.I. a run for his money. It was way more gritty than Magnum. Magnum was like... A uh, guy a gun. It was violent. It Mag was awesome. Magnum was very, like, um, watered down, Tongue though. Yeah, it was... You know, I don't remember either of them, to There was, honest. like, a lot of comedy in it. There was no comedy in Miami Vice. It was just, like, a drug-dealing fucking... Raw. Uh, Testa Rosa driving, no sock wearing, badass mofos. Wow, that's the whitest you could have sounded. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? Couple moves, of badass speaking mofos. Speaking of whitest, uh, I could sound. You know what movie I forgot that I loved? It. I think it might have been my favorite movie up till that point was White Man Can't Jump. Oh, Woody Harrelson and yeah, Wesley Snipes. That movie had everything I needed in a movie. Basketball, cool, comedy, you know? it was Vegetables that start with the letter Q, Alex. What was it? I don't remember. Kumquat. Well, there was a whole bunch. There was, she, <laughs> she ran the whole board on that one. The best part of that movie is where the guy goes to the store to rob the money to play in the game. 
the yeah. store. I was like, what yeah. are you doing? Mike, get out of here. <laughs> but so I brought it up because I saw, it must have been like on Instagram today, somebody, it was like an 80s site or whatever. They were showing a picture. And just that, uh, the movie poster, so it's Woody Harrelson in like his big, long jammer shorts. Do you guys remember jammers? Or again, you might be too uh, young for that. But you mean spandex? No, 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 no. Jammers, Kamar, were like when long shorts first came out as cool. And that was the brand. It was called Jammers, I think. And they were like, anyways. So I think that's I what he that. was wearing. These big, long um, tropical shorts and whatever oh. shirt. And he had these giant basketball shoes. And that was supposed to be like cool for the white guy, but cool for the black guy who was Wesley Snipes was not paying just taxes. like Kamar said, not paying taxes <laughs> and being part of an Egyptian cult. No, um, like these tiny little um, ball hugger basketball shorts, but then underneath these long spandex pants, yeah, the shorts biker shorts. Was, his style is so whack and weird. Like it's crazy. Take a look at that poster sometime, man. Like, there's no way that was ever cool. I I, I can't oh, it see was it. Style. Well, hold on. You're wrong because if you remember basketball in like the 80s and maybe early 90s, it was high shorts. Yeah, I know. But this was very this high was shorts. After that. Very high shorts. Almost aggressively high shorts. Kamar, you seem disinterested. You want to just rate this and be done with it? Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to show you the poster and we can be done. Well, I'm done anyway. Kamar, you want to rate Alonzo Bowden's episode, please? Uh, Yeah, I. I was really frustrated and didn't didn't appreciate Alonzo's views on a lot of things. <laughs> Not that it matters. I give this a two. Sorry, this isn't a great picture, but can you the little tiny hat with the tiny brim? Like yeah, he looks he, like a delivery guy in Paris. He looks like a uh, definitely like a bike courier. A bike courier. Kamar, um, whatever you just Yo. said about Alonzo Bowden, I feel that you feel that way about me often. No, uh, but not let's, at all. He's what did you what, what did you give it again? Two. Two. Those Thank are jammers. You. Too bitty. Those aren't even like that big, those shorts. You said I, long shorts. Like, I thought you were talking about like jorts. Because this was the style before well, that. Well, yeah, those so are high. It I was mean, a yeah. huge transition, oh. you know? Anyways. Simon, can you rate the episode, please? And uh, thank you. I'll give Bolden a two and a half. All right. Simon. Wasn't the worst I've ever heard. Certainly wasn't the best I've ever heard. All right. And I give it uh, 1.5. Shit garbage. Yeah, I take it back. I give it a two. Of course you do. I take it back. I give it a 1.75. No, it's too late. You give, you've given it a two. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you for uh, listening, for watching, whatever. I guess you only watched half because I'm a fucking moron. Um, he promised you something. He didn't say what he promised you. I Listen, I don't promise anything anymore. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you guys want to contact us, we have an email. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. What's up? At Kamar Babar, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Simon on Instagram. What's up? Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram uh, at Floydy, F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Uh, we have a subreddit. If you want to join there, you can get in the conversation. You can give us your opinion. Tell us how shit we are. It's... Uh, whatever r slash j-r-e-e podcast and then of course there's the patreon if you want to support us uh you can jump on the patreon for as little as a dollar a month and for that you will get uh three or four episodes of this won't age well 
as well as the post show you will get on Tuesday with the normal episode. You won't have to wait till Friday. And you'll support us so we can upgrade our shit here and make this a better product for you. Maybe you got Kamara a little quarantine area in the corner. Um, We've been saying that for weeks now. <laughs> that being said, uh, we love you guys. We hope you're staying safe. Um, we appreciate the shit of you. Kamara, you have anything to say? Thank you. Thank you. Wash your hands. Yeah, I guess that's it. Have a great week, weekend, and uh, keep your eyes open. What's up?